Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports on this Saturday morning. The Mojo Sports Show is brought to you by Bay Ragney and Totally Driven Entertainment Network, dedicated in bringing you total entertainment. Today's show, we have a busy show. We're going to do a trade deadline special. We're going to have all the latest trades, rumors, news around the league. There's a lot of rumors as we approach Monday's trade deadline. And a couple of deals went down last night and during the week. Obviously, the Mets were busy trading Lucas Duda the other night and now last night acquiring A.J. Ramos from Florida. So we're going to discuss those deals as well as all the other trades that happened and all the other rumors. There's plenty of them coming into Monday. All the starting pitching available. We're going to see where we think they're going. And uh, so we're going to go through all that. And uh, obviously, the Mets and the Yankees, we're going to go through what they might, might be doing as they're on opposite sides. Really, the Mets are looking to be sellers, but last night they acquired a guy who's really for next year, A.J. Ramos, to get the closer from the Marlins to help their bullpen for next year because he's under contract for 2018. And, you know, they're most likely going to trade Addison Reed, who's a free agent, and, you know, so have next year you have Ramos with uh, Familiar and Blevins. There you go. It's a nice start to a nice bullpen right there. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to go through the standings. As well, we'll check out the pennant races, see what's going on, the wild cards, and uh, go through that. And uh, so a lot a lot of baseball today, like I said, a lot of trade deadline stuff. We're going to have some callers. We're going to be talking a lot about that. I'm also going to get into some basketball later on, talking about uh, the Kyrie Irving situation. Obviously, Kyrie Irving requesting a trade from Cleveland and the big news of the week. So we're going to see what happens there. Are they going to move him? Where is he going to go? The Knicks are one of the teams supposedly on his list. Do the Knicks have enough to get him, though? Carmelo Anthony's not going to get him. So the question is, are the Knicks willing to include Porzingis in a deal? Because that probably is going to be their only chance to get him, I would think, being that some of the other offers that are going to be coming at them. And the offers I heard yesterday were definitely uh, pretty big. So we'll just talk about Irvin and see where he can land. And the whole inter- dynamic with LeBron James is interesting, as LeBron James supposedly can't leak the story as it was supposed to be private and now they're all mad at each other. Who knows why he wouldn't want to play with LeBron is beyond me. I mean, the guys guaranteed tickets to the finals. I mean, without LeBron, when LeBron's been on the team and didn't play and Irvin played, the Cavaliers were one in 17 in the last two years. So I don't, I don't get Irvin's fans. I guess he just wants to be the man and he's sick of living in the shadow of LeBron. I, that, I mean, that could be really the only thing I, I really don't know why you would want it get traded off LeBron James' team, but, but we're going to get into that, and 
We're also going to do some football a little later, talking about the football camps opening up. And, uh, you know, so obviously Beckham reports to camp. Is there is there some rumors that Beckham wants a new contract, but he didn't hold out, so that's a good thing. He's in camp. Obviously, Aaron Donald on the Rams, on the Chargers, I'm sorry, on the Rams, St. Louis Rams, Los Angeles Rams now. But he's holding out as well, so he didn't show up to camp, so there's a big problem there. Now they're saying he might have been late, but who knows, whatever the issue is with him. We'll get into that later on. But obviously, Beckham's in camp for the Giants. That's all that matters. They're happy. He's happy. He wants to be, he did come out this week and say he wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. So we'll see we'll see where that goes with him because I could see a headache coming for the Giants down the road there. Do you pay him and make him the highest paid player in the NFL? I don't, you know, he shouldn't be making more money than quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. But we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Broncos, tough loss. They lose Ray for six to eight weeks. So that's a big loss for the Broncos. So we'll get, we're going to get into all the football a little later, but definitely going to start off with some baseball, and uh, we're going to get go over the news of the week and uh, check out some trades that happen around the league. So obviously, obviously the, the trade that last night, AJ Ramos getting traded from uh, the Marlins to the Mets, everybody was kind of shocked when it happened, and uh, so listen to me, the Mets. The Mets are looking for next year. They try to build the bullpen for next year. It's a smart move. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like that they gave up, they, you know, the guys they gave up, especially Miranda Gonzalez. I know that's the main people were really getting upset about last night that the Mets put in the deal. But, we can, you know, you got to give to get in this day. And he's a single-way pitcher. He has a lot of potential. He does look good. I know my man Mikey Mets fan is really upset who met him, became friends with him. But, you know, it's a deal. I think it helps the Mets for next year. If they can get everybody healthy, the starters back. They got a nice bullpen. They're going to still have to add some more bullpen pieces, but they have plenty of money off the books next year to go add what they need. Obviously, we talked on the show. The Mets need a center. If they're not going to resign Bruce, which I doubt is going to happen, they need it, and they're going to move Conforto to right. They have to get a real center fielder like Lorenzo Kane would be a perfect fit. We'll see what happens there. But getting AJ Ramos to me wasn't a bad move at all. I think it helps the bullpen. And uh, listen, you know, I know people are like, oh, they're selling, why are they buying? This is more of a move for next year. This is not a, a buying because we're contending move now. This is a move the Mets are looking at next year. And, uh, you know, they know Reed's gone. They're going to trade Reed by Monday. You can bank on that. Reed's going to get dealt. So but Ramos will actually take over the closer role when he, now until Familia's ready to come back, if Familia comes back, who's starting to throw and all that. So. But Mets also traded on the other day, so it's been a busy week for the Mets already. Obviously, more is coming, but the Mets traded, obviously, Lucas Duda for right-handed relief pitcher Drew Smith with Tampa. He's one of Tampa's lower-ranked prospects. Not too low, but, you know, not high-ranked either. He has a good arm, though, very live arm. So it's 95, 96. You know, he could be a back-end. He could be, a you know, an option that helps him in the bullpen. So 24 years old, so not a bad move. Listen, Duda was going to be a my issue now with the Mets is why ain't Dominic Smith up? Now you have T.J. Rivera out with Tommy John surgery. Call these guys. I know by Monday, hopefully by Monday, these kids are going to be up. Dominic Smith and Rosario have to be up. There's no more point in keeping them down. It's gotten drug out long enough. Time to bring these guys up. 
starting to let them play. See what they got. They, they're going to be starting next year, so let them get some experience the last two months of the year. Neither of them have anything left to prove in the minors. They're tearing it up. Time to call them up. Dominic Smith, even you know, he's tearing it up offensively, but even if he had some struggles in the beginning offensively, he's got a great glove, and everybody knows that. So bring the guy up, let him get the experience, and let's go. I mean, let's see what we got here. They got his next couple of days. They have to get rid of Reed because you got to get something for him, and he's got, he's got the most value of anybody they're shopping right now. You got to trade Cabrera. You got to get Cabrera off the team. You got to get you got to get him out so Rosario can get in there. You have to. There's no if ends about it, and there's no reason not to move a Granderson. There's really not. Team's supposedly more interested in Granderson and Bruce, which I don't understand. Bruce is having a nice year, but I wouldn't give away Bruce for nothing. That's the thing. If you know somebody wants Bruce, you got to make them give you something for him. So, you know that's that's another key. So. We'll see what happens. As far as the Yankees, obviously I'm going to go through all the moves around the league. But the Yankees, obviously, what are they looking to do? Obviously, today on the show as well, just to, just to throw it out there, I am going to give away a Gary Sanchez rookie to a random caller tonight. So definitely call in, 718-508-9883. So Gary Sanchez rookie card will be given out to a small lucky caller today. But as far as the Yankees make their moves, I mean, uh, the Sonny Gray – Rumors, obviously, are there. Sonny Gray and, and Alonzo, the first baseman. Obviously, they're asking the Yankees for Glader Torres or Clint Frazier, which the Yankees aren't going to give. So what package will they be willing to accept from the Yankees? Will they accept a package around Mateo and another good prospect? That's the key. I mean, that's what the Yankees are trying to do. If you're the Yankees, you give Mateo and Romine. Maybe that could get it done. I don't even know if that gets it done. I mean, maybe they want Mateo and Chance Adams. Obviously, they want something good. There's Grace, who's off, who's been injury-prone. We know that. But he is a good pitcher, and he is under control for three more years. So you got to figure you got to figure that Sonny Gray should get you something good. And Alonzo, who's having a really nice year then as well. But he's a, he's a rental. He's a pending free agent. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, do they do that, or do they go for Darvish? I mean, Darvish is a rental, so obviously – they could just wait and sign him in the offseason. Arietta is not getting traded, but he's another guy who will be a free agent that the Yankees could go for after the year. And then you have another guy out there you could trade for, like a Verlander, but you've got to be willing to take on his money as well. I don't know how much Detroit would be willing to take on. And, you know, Verlander hasn't had a great year, but Verlander is still a, a very good pitcher, so I'm sure. And he, he's the type of guy you need to change. You put him on a good team that would probably go crazy. Like he goes to, like, the Dodgers or something. I'm thinking to see Verlander really – doing well. But rumor is Darvish could be heading to the Dodgers. That's the rumor I'm hearing this morning that the Dodgers could be in a good spot for for Darvish and I heard the Cubs could possibly be in a spot to grab Verlander. Although Sonny Gray is another guy, one of these teams can scoop in and grab. If somebody gives them what I guess what they want, the right prospect, obviously the price has been set for Sonny Gray. I suppose the Oakland's let teams know exactly what they want from them for a Sonny Gray deal. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. So then you look around, I mean, you got guys, then you have the second, you know, you have guys like Dan Straley, Francisco Lariano, those type of guys out there. So, you know, I mean, could somebody overwhelm Toronto for Marcus Stroman? I mean, there's an interesting name, but you're going to have another guy you're going to have to pay for. A nice young, under-control pitcher, 
you know, that you might be willing to give something up for him. Another name that would have that's obviously not on the block because the team's playing well is Chris Archer, who would have definitely been on the block if Tampa was out of the race. But with Tampa right in the thick of things, Archer isn't going anywhere. And then you look at, like, you know, Baltimore guy like Chris Tillman possibly, but, again, second-tier, third-tier guy. You know, obviously bullpen Zach Britton's available as well, but they're not getting offers that they were hoping for him right now. And then you got guys like Addison Reed, like we said, available, which I, you'll definitely see Reed go in the next day or two. That's without a doubt. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of days. Like I said, the Yankees offering a deal around Mateo for Sonny Gray and Alonzo. Oakland holding firm that they want Gleyber Torres or Clint Frazier. And, uh, you know, Darvish, obviously they're looking for a big prospect for Darvish, Texas. And Verlander, Detroit's probably just looking for – they're probably looking for a good prospect. They'll probably give you some money towards the, you know, towards the salary. They think he still has a couple of years left, over 20 per left on his deal, Verlander. So, but I think Verlander could probably be had for the cheapest just because of his salary as far as player-wise. So we'll see. We'll see what they decide to do there. But like I said, the Yankees last night get a nice win with uh, Tanaka throwing a great game last night. Obviously, he had a perfect game going with two out in the sixth inning. And it looked for a second there like Tampa might have, like, the, like he might have had a shot at that no hitter the way Tampa was swinging the bats last night. But he, he ends up losing a no hitter, but he throws eight, eight innings, two hits, 14 strikeouts, and he gives you an absolute jelly yesterday. The only run he gave up was a home run to Lucas Duda, his first home run for uh, Tampa Bay. So Duda's already off and swinging for the Devil Rays. So already. The Lucas Duda trades paying dividends for the Rays, even though they lost the game, but he came through with a home run for them. So the Yankees judge hits his 33rd yesterday, tying Stanton for the league lead. Now his 33 home is 74 RBIs hitting 308. So he's hit that little slump now, but still a 308. And still, if he gets on a hot streak now, forget it. I mean, it'll, it'll end up hitting well over 300 this year, but. Did anybody really expect him to hit 300 this year? I, I wouldn't say anybody did. Anybody who told you they thought Aaron Judge would hit 300 this year is lying. Nobody thought that. So just you've got to be ecstatic with what you've got out of him so far. Clint Frazier hit another home run yesterday. He's been hot. He's been, been a nice surprise for them. Four home runs already. So And now with Aaron Hicks coming back, the Yankees have a decision. Do they send Frazier down? There's a rumor that they might send him down. I think they'd be crazy to send him down. I don't know why they would send him down. It makes no sense. But and then, obviously, Brett Gardner is 19th leading off the end. I mean, 19 home runs from Brett Gardner. Who expected that this year? So that's been a, a really nice surprise for, for the Yankees. So, and obviously, like I said, Tanaka, the Yankees back in first place now. Last week, they were like a couple of games out. Now they're half the game up on Boston, two up on the lost column. So Yankees starting to play better baseball now. And that's why you got to wonder if the Yankees are going to go make a move for a pitcher now. Because now... They're playing. If the Yankees would have kept like struggling and maybe like still three, four games out, they probably wouldn't have did anything. But now that they're starting to get hot again, there might be a deal on the horizon. And don't be surprised if they decide to part with a Torres in the right deal, Gleyber Torres. I don't think they'd trade him for Sonny Gray, but you never know. I've seen things happen. Maybe Oakland sweetens the pot a little. You know, who knows? But, you know, like I said, the Yankees are. Half the game up on Boston. Tampa's three and a half out. Baltimore seven and a half, and Toronto eight out. 
In the Central, you have Cleveland, two games up on the Kansas City, who's red hot, nine in a row, and the Royals won. And funny thing is, Cleveland's won eight in a row, so two of the hotter teams. And like we just saw about the Yankees, they won five in a row. So teams, some teams in the American League are hot right now. Cleveland and Kansas City going at it. I mean, one Cleveland eight-game winning streak, Kansas City nine-game winning streak going at it right now. Minnesota starting to fade six games out. They're still 50-51, and 51, but they're starting to fade, you can see now. And there's another team who decided to move a couple of guys before the deadline if, if uh, they feel they're losing steam. Detroit's another team. Iglesias' name has been bandied around. So we'll see if they do something. Obviously, Verlander, nobody will take Zimmerman. I'm sure they would love to get rid of Ryan, Jordan Zimmerman, but nobody's going to take him. And then the White Sox, 16-and-a-half out. Obviously, the White Sox are built pretty fine for the future with some nice prospects. Houston running away, obviously, 18-game lead. Springer went on the DL, so Correa and Springer on the DL, but an 18-game lead, really no worries for them. They just need those guys back for the playoffs. Dallas Keuchel came back yesterday. He didn't, he didn't look that great, but first start back, as long as they get him healthy, they'll be fine. Seattle, 18, and Texas, 18 out. Angels, 19 out. A's, 24 and a half out. Then if you look at the wild card in the AL, Boston right now, and Kansas City on the two wild cards. And then you have the Twins a couple of games behind. Seattle, I mean, Twins and Tampa a couple of games behind. And Seattle, like, find out. So that's the American League standings right now. Actually, we're talking about the Mets. The Mets won last night 7-5. Conforto, two home runs. And the thing I liked about it, two home runs, they're both against lefties. Conforto's really, really coming to his own. Mets got to be ecstatic with what they got there. Obviously, has 21 homers now, 291, 21 homers, 54 RBIs. He had missed some time. So, nice, very nice breakout year so far for Conforto. Bruce hit his 27th yesterday, but it was Neil Walker with the RBI in the eighth. And the Mets blew a 4 nothing lead, fell behind 5-4. They come back with three runs in the top of the eighth inning to steal the game in Seattle. So, a nice comeback win for the Mets. But, again, Mets are pretty much – in that spot right now where they have to be sellers. They went and make the deal yesterday to add a piece for next year, but that's got to be sellers. They got to be looking to deal Granderson. They got to be looking to deal Cabrera. They got to be looking to deal Bruce if some if they can get something good from Lead. And, you know, Walker just came back. If they can get something for him, you got to deal him too. I mean, you really got to get for whatever you can at this point. Montero last night, he actually looked great for four innings and then imploded in the fifth inning. He didn't even get through the fifth inning. And then uh, Blevins ends up getting a win. And Blevins is another guy who's getting a lot of interest with the Mets team. With the Mets having his option for next year, the Mets ain't looking to move Blevins. So Blevins is going to stick around. And, you know, to me, that's a little crazy to say you won't trade him because, you know what, if if you've got a chance to get something good for him, why not? I mean, it ain't like Blevins has been so great. I know he's a good lefty, but, you really could go spend money and get somebody in the offseason. If you can get, like, a really good prospect for him, why wouldn't you? To say he's, you're not going to deal him no matter what, to me, is a little crazy. So we'll see. We'll see what the Mets do. But I, I expect a busy next couple of days from the Mets and the Yankees as, you know, going. In, Mets look to be sellers, Yankees look to be buyers. So it's going to be a crazy couple of days. And, you know, Obviously, the Nationals now with a 13-and-a-half game lead over the Braves, Strasburg to the DL. So the Nationals are another team now looking possibly at Sonny Gray, I heard, as well now. So the Nationals are a team you got to look out for a starting pitcher. 
Obviously, I heard the Nationals wish that an honest and lead, but I don't see the Mets making a deal with them. The Braves, 13 and a half out. The Mets, uh, the Marlins, and the Mets, 13 and a half out. So all three, the Mets, Marlins, and Braves are all 48 and 53, all sitting pretty much in the same boat, hoping to make a run to get close for a wild card. But pretty much most, all three of them probably, I, I don't see it happening for either of them. The Phillies, 25 out. Obviously, they're pretty much, they're done. The Cubs, Come on now a little. They've taken a, a half a game lead over Milwaukee, two game in a loss column lead, three and a half out. Pittsburgh, four and a half out. Reds, 13 and a half out. So it's a close race between the top four teams in that division. The Dodgers, obviously, with a 13 game lead. I mean, the Dodgers, it's just, they're playing, so, they're, they're playing such amazing baseball right now. It, it, they're 41 games over 500. I mean, I, they're like, I think they won like 37 out of 43 games or something. I mean, that's insane. The 13-game lead over the Diamondbacks, 14 over the Rockies. Now, here you got the Diamondbacks and the Rockies, who are the two teams well ahead in the wild card race right now. And they're 13 and 14 games behind their own division. I mean, that's pretty crazy. San Diego's 26 out, and the Giants 32, and they're about obviously both those teams are long done. So if you look at the wild card now, obviously Arizona and Colorado, like I just said, the first two teams. And then you have five in the loss column back of the Brewers, Cardinals, and then eight, the Pirates, Braves, Marlins, and Mets. So it, it's, it's Arizona and Colorado are both in great position unless one of them really collapse to get a wild card. And uh, it, it is really crazy what the Dodgers are doing right now. They are. They're kind of they're playing like the '98 Yankees. They are. They actually are playing like the '98 Yankees right now. They look insane. And you think Kershaw is on the DL right now, so now they're doing it. So they they can really afford to take the slow with Kershaw. Although from a fantasy baseball perspective, I want Kershaw back on the field soon. But it's uh they don't even need him right now the way they're playing. So some other trades that went down. So obviously, Howie Kendrick and Cash to the Nationals for McKenzie Mills and an international amateur sign-in bonus pool space. You see that a lot in trading. Now, guys are trading for pool space, and it's, it's crazy. But you see this even part of trades now. The Mariners traded Steve Sishek to Tampa Bay for Erasmo Ramirez. That's another deal that went down. Then I heard, then uh, I know. What was the other deal I heard yesterday? The Hellickson deal, obviously. Hellickson and Cash to the Orioles. So Hinsu Kim, outfielder, and left-handed pitcher Garrett Cuttinger. And, again, international amateur signing bonus pool space. So some more of that, uh, that pool space is, uh, is dealt again. So that was, that was traded there. And then uh, let me see. Yeah, so that that's pretty much what we had this week so far. Obviously, there's more to come. Obviously, uh, Eduardo Nunez, too, was traded to Boston for right-handed pitcher Gregory San- Santos and right-handed pitcher Sean Anderson. So Boston gets a speedy this, a third baseman that they were looking for, a speedy third baseman, so to help them with the top of the goal. But he's a guy you can move around because they called up Rafael Diaz, the top prospect. So he's a guy, and Divas has been playing, so Nunez is a guy you can move around the field, so he can play outfield. So you're going to see Nunez move all around the field. Boston, you can definitely see, though, Boston is hurting without Big Poppy. They're missing that power bat. That's why I, I thought Boston would have been a really good fit 
for Duda. I thought that was actually a, a really nice fit, but obviously that didn't happen. And uh, so we'll see, see if Boston does. I'm sure Boston's going to make a move. They usually do. And then also news around the league, you got Adrian Beltre, two hits shy of 3,000 now. So that's another interesting fact. They got two more games with Baltimore, so we'll see if he can do that this weekend. But Beltre approaching team. And Beltre seems like he's been playing forever. Like he, I mean, he came up when he was like 18 or 19. Like Beltre seems like he's been playing forever, Adrian Beltre. It's pretty crazy. It really is. Still going. Still got that great swing. He's still great at third base defensively. Obviously, his numbers ain't what they were. They're starting to, you know, they dip a little. But what can you say? I, I mean, about Beltre, the guy, longevity. You know, coaching 3,000 hits, he really, um, he's had an unbelievable career. you got to give the guy credit. He really has. So, obviously, we'll look at uh, we'll look at the trade deadline. I mean, the trade, uh, the scores from today's scoreboard, today's games. So, you know, you look at the trade deadline coming up here, and now you look at, say, like, these are guys, and I, guys be playing their last game for certain teams, you know. So that's another interesting thing. Like, you look, like, Sonny Gray got standing ovation last time he pitched at home. They don't know if he's ever going to pitch for them. I believe tomorrow, Verland is pitching for the Tigers. Could that be his last game as a Tiger? Pitched the other night, he gave up 10 runs at home. Could that have been his last game as a Ranger, giving up 10 earned runs? His worst start of his career the other day. With all the scouts in attendance. Can that hurt somebody's trade value by giving up 10 runs? Even though everybody knows you're, you're a great Everybody knows you're a great player, but, to, you know, giving up 10 runs and all the scouts are there, you know, to people be like, ah, what's wrong with him? Is there something wrong with him? We look at today, 1 o'clock, Rays at Yankees, another big game. Blake Snell versus Caleb Smith, the Yankees. Yankees looking to get to keep it rolling against Tampa, trying to win third straight against Tampa in the series. And then look at, let's look at some other big games for the day. Well, obviously, the Mets, not necessarily a big game, but the Mets play 4 o'clock. DeGrom, 12-3, 3 3-3 OERA, really having a great year. Amongst all the other Mets going on with the Mets, DeGrom is really having a great year. So they face the Mariners again, Gallardo. Astros-Tigers, Colin McHugh versus Matthew Boyd at 6 o'clock. The Nationals and the Rockies, that's a good game. German Marquez is Tanner Rock at 7.05. That game was rained out last night. Their matchup, I think they're playing a day-night doubleheader tomorrow, the Rockies and the Nationals. Let's see what else. Royals, Red Sox, Trevor Cahill, and Eduardo Rodriguez at 7-10. 7-10, Indians play the White Sox. Corey Kluber against Miguel Gonzalez. So the Indians looking to win nine straight. Cubs brew its huge game, first and second place, 7-10. Kyle Kendricks versus Junior Guerrero. So that's another big matchup today. Obviously, comes a half a game ahead of the Brewers, so that's a big game for the Brewers. Diamondbacks, Cardinals, Cardinals chasing the Diamondbacks in the wild card. Zach Greinke, twelve and four with a two nine two ERA against Mike Leak, seven and eight with a three two O ERA. And then you have uh, the Pirates who are playing well. Ivan Nova, ten and seven, former Yankee, against. Denelson Lemet, who's, who's actually not pitching great by the numbers, but he does have the guy's stuff ain't that bad. He's a guy maybe eventually can put it together, but I mean obviously now with a five nine two ARA he's not looking that good, but 
he's actually got some potential. He's got a good arm. But obviously they talk about the Royals won nine in a row, so and they're in Boston. So you got a lot of good matchups today. A lot of races heating up around the league. Trade deadline two days away. And you know who's next? Is, is Darvish going? Is Verlander going? Is Sonny Gray going? I mean, I believe Sonny Gray is definitely going. I'm pretty sure Darvish is going to go. Verlander's a guy I'm not so sure is going to get traded. And then you look, maybe some hitters around the league that could go. I mean, I'm hearing guys like Brian Dozier could be available. I mean, there's a nice second baseman. They decide to put him on the market. And obviously, Alonzo, we talked about, is going to be part of a Sonny Gray package. Mets, obviously, shopping Bruce, Granderson, Cabrera, Neil Walker. So anybody needs defense, or, I mean, uh, infield or outfield, right? there you go right there. Hopefully, we'll see if the Mets can flip them. Dominic, like I said, Smith and Rosario better be up on this team by early next week or there's something wrong. And, uh, you know, if you're a team like Baltimore, now, obviously, I love Machado, but he's most likely going to leave after next year. And right now, when a guy before his last year of his deal, when he has the most value, I mean, if somebody gives you a King's ransom, do you consider trading him? I mean, I would think you would have to if you're them. If you're not keeping him, and somebody gives you – and now he's a guy I would keep, I'd pay him, and never look back. But it don't look like Baltimore is doing that. So if Baltimore is not willing to do that, you know, would would somebody offer them a King's ransom? I mean, I'm sure somebody would give them a King's ransom from Machado. But there's a guy, you know, I, I we haven't heard his name, so I really doubt it, but it's it's – it's pretty interesting to see if that happens because if somebody came to the table, I'm saying what a big deal if they would consider it. Just knowing that most likely he's going to walk. Unless, the, listen, unless Baltimore knows and thinks in their mind we, we could sign him, I just don't see it. So, you know, something to maybe they should be open to, but that's just a hypothetical rumor. That's not something that's most likely even realistic at this point. Just throwing it out there as like a guy, would you consider if you got the right package of players for him? And to me, if somebody really came to him with a king's ransom, which he would deserve, they would deserve to get from him. I know Machado's having kind of a down year, but, you know, he's still a top talent and a, and a young age. So we'll see. Obviously, tomorrow as well, the Hall of Fame, Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, Pudge Rodriguez. So, you know, Bud Selig and John Sherholtz also getting in. But as far as the players go, Pudge, Reigns, and Bagwell, all well-deserved. Obviously, there was the rumors with Bagwell. Bagwell, to me, is a great player. He should, have been, he should be a Hall of Famer. Tim Raines waited long enough. I think it was, you know, a good job getting him in. I know a lot of people are like, well, he never had 3,000 hits. His numbers, you know, maybe his numbers don't warrant it. But Reigns could, you know, to me, Reigns, it was well-deserved, I think. I think he waited long enough. And Pudge Rodriguez, obviously, well-deserved. One of the best catches of all time. We talked about Piazza and Bench. You know, obviously, Yogi, you know, some of the old-time Campanella. But all around, I mean, Pudge, one of the better all-around catches we've seen, especially in our lifetime. I mean, defensively, he was as good as anybody. And, uh, you know, very excellent hitter as well. So, so I think all three well-deserved, so I just wanted to give them a quick little shout-out. I think all three of them well-deserved to get in the hole. But then you look around, you know, I, to me, I'm still not happy that my man Vlad didn't get in, even though I know he'll get in next year. I thought Vlad should have definitely been 
been in the Hall of Fame. So, but this is the way it goes. Some of these voters, they don't like putting people in the first ballot all the time. It's just how they, how they operate for some reason. Just like you won't see a unanimous, a unanimous Hall of Fame guy, which I don't get that one either. It's kind of like, why? What's the big deal? You know? So, and then, like, again, you look around the league, Dodgers. Are the Dodgers fine? Are going to make that big splash with Kershaw out? I would think the Dodgers. That's why I said I, I expect Darvish, and from what I'm hearing, that they could be on the verge, possibly, of landing Darvish. So you know, look out for the Dodgers. You know, Sonny Gray. We're talking about the Yankees, the Cubs, the Nationals, but don't be surprised if a team like the Astros sneak in here either. You know, the Astros are another team, obviously. Pretty much having a, you know, running away with their division, set for the playoffs, so they're looking to set themselves up for, you know, for a big playoff push, and you know, you need another arm. You know, Verlander's the guy. Like I said, he'll probably stay put. I could see the Yankees making a couple of moves and not trading their top prospects, but not getting any of those guys possibly. You know, maybe the Yankees go for a Chachin, a Jamie Garcia, a Lance Lynn. You know, maybe they get a go for a second-tier pitcher and hold on to their top prospects. You know, you know, or maybe the Yankees add another reliever and add an Adam Warren or Chad Green back to the rotation. That could, that's something they could do as well. So you just don't know. You know, another good lefty reliever who's been pitching great is Hand, Brad Hand on San Diego. He's a guy that teams seem to be coveting as a lefty specialist, and he's looked really well for the Padres. So there's a guy that you could possibly uh you could possibly see uh on the move as well. And uh, you know, a team like the Brewers. Now there's a team like the Brewers who they weren't expecting to be in this spot. Do they go out? Do they try to land do they try to trade prospects? I heard rumors that they could be interested in Gray. I heard rumors they're interested in Addison Leach. There's a team, do they really do they really go go try to do something like that? You know, do they want to trade prospects or they just stay the course, like a lot of Yankee fans are saying, just for the Yankees to stay the course. If they make it, they make it. If not, so be it, but at least we're on course, you know, as, as far as our rebuild, and we rebuild well ahead of schedule. You know, Boston obviously needs to use a power back, and they also need some more bullpen, Boston. And, you know, to me, you know, another interesting name, shortstop, the all-star this year, Zach Pozart could be on the block. So there's another guy who made the all-star team this year that Cincinnati could deal him and get some prospects for him. So, you know, it's it's kind of weird because you just don't know. Obviously, you don't have the Chapman or the Miller available. I mean, Britain's out there, so Britain could maybe fetch something big for Baltimore. Reed is very good, but Reed's not going to fetch. He's not going to fetch the Mets with the Yankees got for Chapman and Miller last year. I don't see that happening, but they could get some, you know, next level prospect they should be able to get for Reed. But they're not going to get one of the top five, you know, like a Gleba Torres type guy is not going to, they're not going to get him for Addison Reed. So, you know, the Mets should be looking personally to package Reed with the Grandison, with the Bruce, with something to get a better, you know, a, a higher level prospect. That's what I would do if I was the Mets. And then, uh, you know, plus, you know, for these teams, you want to get the right guy. You don't want to get a guy who's going to come in and ruin your clubhouse either. You want a guy who's going to come in, fit right in with what you're doing. So 
it's it's a tough dynamic. You really need to find the right piece for your team. Like, that. listen, if you get one of these big starters, a Darvish, a Gray, a Verlander, they're going to fit into anybody. I don't think you have to worry about those. It's the other pieces, bullpen piece. you got to fit in your bullpen the right way, right? How, how does this guy work into your bullpen? Then you got to fit, you know, if you got a guy in your lineup, a bat in the lineup, how is he fitting into your lineup? So it's, it's an interesting dynamic, and uh, we'll see what these teams feel they need, you know. I think the Yankees definitely need a pitcher, and they could definitely use another corner, a first baseman. I, I would say first baseman. I mean, Alonzo Gray package is perfect for the Yankees. It's just a question, again, what the price is and what the Yankees are willing to pay. And it don't look like the Yankees are willing to pay what Oakland wants right now. So unless that changes, I don't see a deal happening with the Yankees and uh, Baltimore. But, listen, somebody could blink before – you know, we've seen it before, so I wouldn't be shocked if somebody blinks before uh, before Monday, right? Because we've seen that happen before in the past where teams have blinked and they end up giving what they didn't want to give originally. So, so we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, but and then, you know, the, the Mets, Mets need to – aggressively shop these guys. Olderson is the type of guy, he'll just sit on, you know, he sits back, he waits, he waits, he waits, but sometimes you wait too long, it's not good either. So sometimes you just have to go out and, and be aggressive and say, you know what, I know he's holding out, you hold out for the best available deal, but sometimes you hold out too long and you end up ruining a possible trade that you could have had instead of doing it, you know, instead of going to make it while it's available, you say, you know what, oh, I think I can get more, I think I can get more, and then you hold out, and you can't even get what you originally offered. That's why you have to be very careful when you're making these deals. And I know a lot of people are calling for people's heads. Alderson's head gets called for a lot, and Collins' head, obviously, justified gets head called for. But, you know, what Alderson's going to do is going to be interesting because, Obviously, the Mets weren't expected to be in this position, and they are. So, you really need you, you got to make the right move here. You can't, you can't, you can't just dump guys for nothing. I understand that. Like certain guys, you could like Cabrera. You're not getting much for Cabrera, so you just get rid of Cabrera and and let's move on. You know, get, get Rosario up here. You got rid of Duda. Like I say, you didn't get a great prospect for Duda. Got a nice arm, an arm, but it's nothing great. But you weren't getting anything great for Duda. So trade these guys, move on, and let's get the young kids up here. Let's see what we got. We know, obviously, that these guys are both going to be starting players next year. So get them up here. Let's see what we got. So, so. All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when I come back, we're going to take some calls. We're going to do a giveaway, and uh, we're going to go through some stats. We're going to talk about some top play, you know, some player stats, usual update. We'll just take a look at, like, the top 10, 15 hitters, you know, all around, you know, fantasy-type numbers in, in uh, pitch hitters and pitches. So we'll go through that when we come back. Like I said, we'll do a giveaway, and uh, so definitely call in, 718-508-9883, and then uh, we'll you know, keep updated on rumors. We'll see what any latest rumors going on. I'm making some texts and, you know, looking up some stuff. So I'll have some more latest rumors for you guys. And uh, and then we're also going to get into some NBA and some NFL as well. So hang in there, and I'll be back in a couple of minutes. 
Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook.
Welcome back, everybody, on Mojo Sports Show. We're still in the first hour, almost into the second hour of the show today. And I've uh, been talking a lot of baseball so far, doing a lot of uh, some rumors around the league, talking about the trades that happened, the Mets, the Yankees, and uh, a lot of, you know, a lot, obviously a lot of the hot rumors. Justin Wilson's rumored to leave on the Tigers. Rumored to possibly going to the Nationals. Nationals after acquiring Doolittle and Madsen still looking for more bullpen help, so that's interesting. Braves, there was t- rumors that they may trade Tehran, Te- 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 but now rumors he won't be on the block, so they're going to hold on to him. So just a couple of the latest uh, <clears throat> latest rumors around the league. So, and then as obviously like I said, obviously looking looking at uh. Just looking around the league now with some uh, some stats. I mean, look. Obviously, we talked about before the home run leaders. We're gonna we're gonna just talk about. I'm gonna go quickly through like some lead, you know fantasy leaders, but then we're just gonna go. You know what? We'll do the stat leaders first, and then I'll do the fantasy leaders. So we'll, we'll do uh, over like the leaders in each category. You know, like hits, home runs, RBIs, like that. We'll go through that first, and then. And then I'll just I'll go to like the top fantasy guys. So look at it here. So obviously we'll start off with home runs because obviously everybody loves the long ball. So obviously Judge and Stanton with 33. We talked about that. They bought 33 home runs. The top two. The top. Then next is Mike Mustakis with 30 home runs. Having some yet 30 home runs, 59 RBIs. 280, 279. Justin Smoke, 29. Chris Davis, 28. Cody Bellinger, 28. Jay Bruce Springer, Hoffa, 27. Then you got a guy like Logan Morrison with 26. Joey Votto having a nice bounce back here. 26 homers, 300 average. Joey Gallo, 25 homers. And you got like Eric Thames, 24. Travis Shaw, 24. Charlie Blackman, 24. So some surprising names. We have a guy, Jake Lamb, with 23. Obviously, Rizzo, and Rizzo 24. Sano with 23. Scott Shabler, 23. So just some names you wouldn't expect up there. Then you have Azuna, Arenado, and Shoup with 23. So pretty uh, interesting. You see some names up there you're not really used to seeing, which is you know, kind of cool when you see different people up there. RBIs, Arenado with 89 RBIs leading the league, Nolan Arenado. 80 RBIs for Jake Lamb, second, who's hurt right now. I believe he's probable to play today. He's up a body injury, so he should be back. Bryce Harper, 79. Harper's just having an unbelievable. I mean, look at Harper's all-around numbers. 27 homers, 79 RBIs, 86 runs scored already. 119 hits. Unbelievable. 338 batting average. Just unbelievable. Then you have Azuna, 77 RBIs. Goldschmidt, Nelson Cruz with 75. Judge, Travis Shore with 74. Daniel Murphy, 73. Jake Bruce, Ryan Zimmerman, 71. Duval, Reynolds, Fado, and Chris Davis with 70. Rounds that out. Now let's look at runs scored. So Charlie Blackman leads the league with 89 runs. Bryce Harper, 86. George Springer, 82. Goldschmidt, Aaron Judge with 81. Altuve with 74. Stanton with 73. Jose Ramirez, another guy having a nice year, 71. Mookie Betts, 70. Brett Gardner with 69. Him and Arenado. 
So interest in there. Hits. Altuve, 144 hits. Altuve's hitting 369. Pretty crazy. 144 hits. Blackman, 136. Inciarte on Atlanta, 127 hits. Arenado, 125. Murphy, 124 with Osmar and Ramirez. Azuna, 121. DJ LeMahieu, 119. Bryce Harper, 119. D. Gordon, 119. Corey Dickinson, 119. Then you have Jose Abreu, 116. Andrus, 116. So that's his stolen bases. Billy Hamilton with 44. D. Gordon with 37. Trey Turner, who's been on the DL for a while, with 35. Cameron Maben, 25, who's been on the DL. Jared Dyson, 22. Altuve, 21. Andrus Villar with 20. That rounds that out. Then you got some pitching leaders, pitchers here. So you got wins. Kershaw with 15, and he's on the DL now. Kershaw's having a problem. He had 15 and 2 with 204 ERA, 088 whip, and 168 strikeouts when he got hurt. Just an unbelievable year. Chris Sale, 13 wins. Jason Vargas, 13 and 4. Alex Wood, 12 and 1 for the Dodgers. DeGrom, 12 and 3. Granky, 12 wins. Zach Davies with 12 wins for the Brewers. And Matt Scherzer with 12 wins. Strikeouts. Chris Sale, 211. Scherzer, 201. Chris Archer, 177. Kershaw, 168. DeGrom, 152. Robbie Ray, 151. Corey Kluber, 149. Hugh Darvish, 148. Look, you see over here, a couple of them down. Samaja, 146. Severino, 145. So it's interesting. And then Carlos Martinez, 144. So look at some saves here. Greg Holland, 31 saves for the Rockies. A little banged up now. He's out for at least a couple, like at least another day or two. Alex Colomay of Tampa with 29. Brandon Kinsler of the Twins with 28. Kelly Jansen, 26. Azuna, 26. Kimball, 25. Fernando Rodney, Ken Giles, Jim Johnson, and Kelvin Herrera all with 22. And they recently traded A.J. Ramos with 20. Brandon Marla of, of Kansas City now. He was San Diego. They traded in Kansas City. Wade Davis, 20. Addison Reed with 19, who's most likely going to get traded any day now. You would think Addison Reed's going to be uh, on the chopping block. He's on the chopping block for the next couple of days. You figure he's going to go. That's what you see with these closers now. You look at closers now that have <clears throat> all these saves. Like, you get traded now. That's too, like from a fantasy perspective. If you look at that now and guys get traded, Kind of kills your team because you're sitting there and you're, uh, you know, you're trying to make moves and stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get your guys, you get guys traded, and and you know, you're like, what the hell, you know, now what am I going to do? Like, you can have a closer, you can be battling and saves, and a closer gets traded to a team to be a setup guy, and now you're like, uh oh, now what do I do? You know, so that that's pretty crazy as well, but uh. It's amazing now, like, looking at stats, though. They got all this stuff now, like this stat cast, like trajectory and exit velocity and stuff like that. Like, whatever happened, it's just, you know, the basic stats. Everything is so crazy now. It really is. It's unbelievable. 
look at the like I said, Altuve hitting 369. Jacob Turner, Justin Turner, I'm saying hitting 362. Letterfee 340. Harper 338. Posey 330. Blackman 326. Segura. 325. These are the major league leagues. Segura actually leads the AL in hitting. 325. Jose Ramirez right behind 322. How about Ben Gamble? Seattle, 322. So that Hosmer, 320. Correa, 320. That American League batting title is up in the air. You know, National League, Altuve, 369. Turner, 362. Obviously, Altuve has a lot more bats than Turner. Turner only has 271 bats and he missed a lot of time, but they both have enough to qualify, so that's an interesting race. <clears throat> I see. I, I bet Altuve holds on there, though, with that one. Uh, that would just be my guess. You know, but Turner, you know, obviously Altuve's the American League, Turner's the National League, so excuse me on that one. So Turner leads the National League with 362, Murphy with 340, so Turner is in position you know, obviously Altuve, when I was doing the major league lead in average, but if we're going to break it down, National League batting title, Turner 362, Murphy 340, Harper 338. So Turner's in the position, Posey 330. And then in the AL, obviously, Altuve 369, Segura 325, so it's not even close in the American League. So that's Altuve is pretty much a lock there. Question is, I've seen something that what could Altuve to do to hit 400. He's supposed to hit, he has to hit like 450 the rest of the year to hit 400. I don't think that's going to happen. We'll see We'll see what goes, what happens there. Looking at, uh, let's look at some, let's look at uh, ERA. So in the AL, Chris Sale, 237. Next closest is 274, Corey Gruber. So he's pretty much running away with that. Severino, fourth in the AL in ERA, which is interesting. That's an interesting stand away. I expect that. Jordan and Montgomery on the Yankees, 15th in the ERA. That's interesting. In the, in the NL, Clayton Kershaw obviously still leads the lead. Scherzer with 204. Scherzer, 223. Gio Gonzalez, third with 281. Look at some of these names, though. You got Rob Ray, 311, fifth in the NL, behind Granke with 292. Leak, 3-2-0 is sixth. Lance Lynn, 3-2-1 is seventh. They're both ahead of Strasburg to Grom. So it's interesting to see these different names. Former Yankee, Ivan Nova, 12th with 3-6-2. So it's always interesting to see these different names, you know, when they're, when they're, uh, when they're uh, in the lead and, uh, you know, up there in the ERA titles. But then you have, like, this. It's, it's amazing, though, like what you, you never see anymore in baseball is complete games. It used to be such a big stat, complete games. Now you, it's not even listed as a stat anymore on MLB.com. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, you have one, it used to be one of the complete game and shutout used to be such a big stat, and now it's really not even talked about because nobody ever goes the distance anymore in baseball. It's pretty crazy. It really is. It, it, it actually amazes me. We're going to hit the phone lines here. Get some callers here. So let's hit the phone lines. Hell yeah, on the Mojo Sports Show. Hey, what's up, Mojo? This is Fever from Aruba. 
How you doing? Fever from Aruba. What's going on, Fever from Aruba? What are you doing? What's up, kid? I'm on the beach right now. Listening That's to it. the show. Yeah. Are you scouting? Thank you. Thanks for listening from Aruba. Yeah. I actually, I actually made it. I actually pulled a I, trade on, on, on vacation. Huh? <laughs> I've seen you made some. i seen that. You made some trades last night on the beach. That's pretty crazy. You're pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's not. So, what what do you think about the AJ Ramos move? You know, I like it. I mean, listen, you got they got uh, they needed a reliever for next year, right? I mean, they get a, a, a closer, yeah. you know, to be a setup guy next year. Reed's not going to be here. I mean, they'll resign Reed technically if they, even after they trade him next year if they want. But you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a move that's definitely next year. Now they got Ram, Ramos. They got. Blevins and they got familiar, so they have the start of a nice bullpen already for next year. Yeah, yeah, no, I actually kind of like the move, to be honest with you. And I, you know, I don't know about the prospect. They didn't. I don't think there were anything. Well, major, a lot of people so. are upset that they gave up Mirandy Gonzalez. So mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are upset about that. So, but you know, he's a good young pitcher. But uh, you know, they also gave up Ricardo Cespedes. People were going nuts last night. They thought they traded Cespedes when they seen it. It was a different Cespedes. Yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, when I read it quick, too, I was like, what? <laughs> that was funny. Oh, boy. But, all right. But, yeah, so, no, yeah I don't... you see any other moves coming from the Mets? No, I seen the Duda one, right? Which is good, yeah, but, the I mean, it, it, they don't bring nobody up. It's it's amazing what they're doing. I know. You know, bring up, that, bring up Dominic Schmidt. You know, bring up these guys. <laughs> don't make sense. Every Let's other team bringing up like. all the all the young guys. Yeah, I mean, everybody does it but us. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, to me, it really is. The Mets need to realize. Oh. Turn out the light. The party's over. <laughs> they say that. That's yeah. what they need to learn. The, Mets. the party's over. I mean, they need to yeah, turn out the lights. Yeah, these guys play. play. Might add some life to the team, you know? You know, they need some light for the team. Bring up Smith and Rosario, like let them play. Yeah, I, mean, I would think, year. I would think, I would think by next week these kids are going to be up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would think. Uh, you know, they so should. we'll see what happens after Monday. I, I would think. You know, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. You have you? Did you have any big other big trade rumors coming up? You think? A big trade, uh, you know. I could see, you know, maybe Davis, maybe uh, Verlander, or Gray. Those, those would probably be the biggest. If any of those guys get moved, it'll probably be the biggest names. I would think. I don't think anybody. Yeah, I could see. I could, I, I could see Darvish going to the Dodgers. I think. Yeah, I could see Darvish on the Dodgers, or maybe. Uh, what a Dodgers called? Uh, yeah, or uh, what's it called? Who's looking for a picture? Astros. Uh, the Astros, yeah, but I don't think the yeah. Astros have the prospects anymore. But they've traded a lot of prospects now, so I don't know how much more. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of them are on the team playing. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. the Cubs. The Cubs are another team. They've traded all their best prospects. I don't know what else they could give the Cubs. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean the Yankees. The Yankees could jump in and steal them too. They got the Yankees could get these guys, but if they, but the thing is, they don't want to trade any of these prospects. That's the thing. You know, so yeah, I mean, Yankees could get any a of these guys. If they contract. decide to trade Glaber Torres, they can get any of these guys. Yeah, but you, you know what it is? If, if yeah, if Darvish had like a couple more years on his contract, they probably would definitely go after him. 
Yeah. But, well, why you know, trade a top five for him when you could just sign him next year? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't do it if I was the Yankees. Just I would really keep the positive. Him, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so. It's, a, it's a tough it's a tough it's a tough call to see what they're gonna do, you know. Yeah. So the, uh, the, the rumor is the rumor is that Cyclones GM is is, is being active from uh, Aruba, looking to still make more deals from the beach. Yeah. Anybody interested? I'm still trying to get Rosario. So. Yeah. He's been trying to get Rosario off of me, you know, all week, all all month. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why they say you're top of the charts, Dirt. I know. It's funny. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm making trades at 10 o'clock at night last night while I'm out at the bar. <laughs> Maria, <laughs> it's funny. Maria must want to kill you. <laughs> yeah, no. She's laughing at me. It's funny. Uh, hey, look, uh, yeah, even when you're on vacation, you have a few moments to, to talk to you, you know? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm here. It's 97 degrees out here. I'm freaking roasting. Wow. Where, what, what hotel so, are you guys at? Uh, the Bakuti and Tara. Oh, okay. Yeah. That restaurant you told me about yesterday, the Fisherman, whatever, it's about a half hour Fine. away. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like 40 minutes. So it's expensive cab yeah. ride, I can tell you that. Yeah. But it, it is worth so. it. It's really good. Yeah, no, I heard it. It was on, it's actually, the, they gave us a list at the hotel of, like, restaurants if you want to try you off the island, and that was on yeah. it. Yeah. That was one of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, the food's really good. You get your feet in the sand. The water comes up to you. You know, the water rolls into your feet. It's pretty cool. It's a nice. Uh, it's definitely a That's nice. Cool. Uh, it's a nice romantic dinner place to go. It definitely yeah. is. That's nice. But, uh, and the food's really good. The food's excellent. Mm-hmm. So just something to keep in mind if you decide to leave. You know, to venture out a little. Are you guys going on any excursions? Yeah, we might do the midnight, um, the sunset cruise. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. All right, let me run. All right. A lot of window here. All right. All right, but, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to talk to Darvish behind the scenes, me and you. Yeah, now's the time to get him. He just had that bad outing. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't get him that day. <laughs> Hey, listen. The first, the first round picks on the table. Yes, with Bo Rosario in it, and the deal's done. Rosario, Bo Rosario in it, that deal is that deal is done. You have like five shortstops. You don't need them. That deal is done. If you, you throw that, he's in there. The deal's done. He's, he's yours today. I also, I, I also have a fourteen point lead. So I don't know if I necessarily have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You also but, uh, have like right. well, well, you also have like twenty twenty keepers, so. <laughs> but, hey, I told you. So all right, but the deal is here. What all you have to do is text. Give me a text, and I I text back yes, and it's done. All right. Top of the show. That's why they call you top of the charts from Aruba. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to be Aruba. looking at my phone for the next four hours on the beach. That's it. Wait, waiting to hit yes. What, all right. Yeah. You never know what could happen. Yeah. All right, man. All right, right so all right, so enjoy a good show, and I'll talk to you later, all right? Definitely. Enjoy the Tell trip. little Anne I said hello. I will. Tell Marie I said enjoy. I will. All right, man. All right, talk to you later, buddy. Bye. Shiva from Aruba calling today. That was a great call from Aruba. From the beach, he's making trades. He's making fantasy trades from the beach. He's doing his thing, and he's trying to make a deal with me with you, Darvish. 
trying to Darvish wants Rosario on a one. I'm just that's too much for my blood right now. Especially Rosario's coming up next week, and I need stolen bases. But thanks. We'll continue conversations, and you never know where it leads. So we're going to get the line, phone lines again. Alan from Old Bridge, what's going on? Hey, Mojo. How are you? All right. How's it going? Dr. A is in the house. Dr. A in the house. That's right. Let's talk a little Mets, a little Steelers. There you go. Of course. Definitely Steelers. Got to love it. Football's coming, right? We can start talking yeah. football, too. Right? Yeah, I, can't wait till we start doing our, I can't wait till we start doing our pick segments and all that every week again. It's only a few weeks away. Like a month away. That's pretty cool. It's coming right, fast. 40 days, to, 40 days till kickoff, something like that. That's awesome. So what's going on? What do you think and of the trade the Mets made? I, you know, they're doing, I think, the right thing. You know, they they have to, kind of what you, the song you played a little while ago, you know, it's over for this season. I, I don't see them doing anything, but then you make a decision. Is this a complete rebuilding phase for next year or is the team close? And you would have to think with the prospects coming up, the, the team is close. You don't have to, like, dump everything. But they have to address what really sucked this year. And, and two things is why they're 48 and 53. The infield sloppiness, right? They didn't address the whole infield around, around the whole horn. Yes. Was anybody stellar? Was anybody great from catcher to first to second to short to third? Like, it, it was a weak a weakness that I wouldn't have, necessarily thought Cabrera would double the amount of errors he was doing. Walker would hardly play. Um, due to missing games, I guess you could just predict that one every year, and we all knew Wright wasn't really going to play. Right? We were trying to guess how many games we were on the number 10, and that seemed, that's overstated. So around the whole infield is why they're below 500. That That's really the answer. It's not necessarily the outfield. There's an abundance of outfield players. And you see Conforto's numbers are good. Jay Bruce's numbers were, were, are good. Um, Miss Lagaris, that's about it, but that's not someone that puts up big numbers. Addressing yeah. the infield, you got two guys, Dominic Smith and Rosario. That's two big pieces of it. And now we've got to look towards the bullpen was an issue, right? Middle relief, definitely an issue. Making this trade a good trade, got somebody else's closer. And who knows? Maybe familiar struggles at the end of the year, like he's done the last two years. And this guy Ramos becomes the, the closer. But you you got to like that trade, I would think, going into next year. Yeah, and, and it goes to show you, like, they don't think they're far away. They think next year they can come right back and contend by making this move. Right? right. They're showing up the bullpen. They feel if they get their pitches back next year, you know, that, you know, yeah. they make a couple of signings, they get a center fielder, you know, possibly, and, you know, obviously, Cespedes is bounced back because he's had a you know down year because he's been injured. You know, so yeah, I don't know if you caught the comment from Conforto. He said he doesn't mind playing center field. You know, that everyone's saying he's not a center fielder that he's starting to like it. You know, I think the guy just wants to play, and he's just basically saying, play me anywhere, you're going to get numbers. And yeah. you're you're seeing it. Do do we have an all star in him? That's like the question right now, and it's leaning towards yes, right? Yeah, I think we we have we have a star player in Conforto. He just needs the time. That that's every indication right now after this season. Did he have kind of a breakout season? I would say he did. Two ninety one average, right? I mean, he's doing what we expected, right? and yeah. this is we're giving up all this time to Grandison. 
you know, if Granison could play in the first half, he did, and there was a reason it said Conforto, he said. You know, hopefully that's done for the second half and, you know, let this player become what he's supposed to become, and that means giving him the at-bats, the playing time. I don't care if it's at center, left, right. He's He's got to be in the lineup somewhere and doing like what he did last night. He, he's a solid, solid hitter. you got to like what you see in him. Yeah, no, he's he's emerging into the star that we thought he could be, right? They thought he was going to be this last year, and you know, listen, it don't it don't always happen right away, right? Right, exactly. Now, but he, he's definitely you know, shown enough this year. And like I mentioned right. earlier, what really what's really impressed me the most as well is, I mean, last night again, two home runs off lefties. Both yeah. of his home runs off lefties yesterday. So that, they got they got to be ecstatic about that that they that he's doing that right now. They really do. Yeah, I, I wouldn't platoon him for any reason unless he goes like over long stretch against lefties. I don't see a reason for the platooning. I he, I want him to be an everyday non-platoon player. He sits when he needs a day off. If you yeah. can't make him that, then you don't have an all-star in him, right? Then you're saying he's not as good as you thought. But let him play every day. The defense isn't terrible. If anything, it's better than everyone expected. Maybe there was a low expectation there. But we got a lot. We got. He's probably, if you think about it, post right when they finally admit he's not playing anymore. It's Conforto, the face of the franchise. Yeah, is he the, the next guy? You know, Piazza, right? The only player I see on the roster is Conforto. To me, he's going to be the guy. Yeah, because you got to hope. You gotta hope Rosario and Smith turn into these guys that we're hoping, right? Yeah, more more pieces to the puzzle, and hopefully next season we can come in with some good expectation. If for some reason that's not the starting first baseman and the starting shortstop, something went horribly wrong. Like I, yeah, I agree. Well, and after the thirty first, we expect to see them on the roster for better or worse. At this point, you're not going anywhere. So let them play. Let them get the major league experience. What's the difference if we? finish behind the Marlins or the Braves at this point. We're not seeing postseason. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather get the better draft pick anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you think of it that way. And, you know, it's yeah. not. 48 and 53, three teams. Spot on same record. Yeah. It just tells yeah. you how bad all of them are. But if you're a Braves fan, you're saying, hey, we turned it around. Marlins, I'm a little surprised. The Mets are a disappointment, and they all have the exact same record. Yeah, the Braves. We had Braves, a lot of, Braves got off. Braves got off to a horrendous start. Yeah, right? so they they kind of bounced back from their bad start. The Braves, the Marlins, like you said, were surprised. You know, obviously, you lose your pep, your top pitcher passed. You know, your top pitcher passed away in that unfortunate right. accident, Jose Fernandez. So you know, you lose your best pitcher. I mean, you, you know, you figure if they didn't lose Fernandez, they'd have five, six, seven more wins right now. That team, right? So they'd be sitting in second place. Yeah. And yeah, a little closer sorry. in the wild card. Yeah. So. Now, for the match, it comes down to what are they going to do next? What's going to happen between now and the 31st? I, I would think we're not going to have Walker and Cabrera on the team. Well, I was listening to SNY, and they said the consensus for most fans after what happened with Cabrera, you know, we have to move him, don't want to get traded, don't want to get traded. Um, it's an expectation he'll be gone, and then they said the organization isn't quite thinking that way. It makes me just hang a question mark over everything. They said they like his versatility at second and possibly third base, 
going into next year, they're not going to give him away for nothing. But you really can't keep him and Walker. You know, where, where are you going to no. play people? Well, well one of them I would think... I would think Cabrera's days are definitely numbered here because of the comments especially. So Mets ain't going to bring yeah. him back. Walker, I find it hard to believe. I know they're saying the Mets want to keep – they want Walker to come back. I, I, find, I, I don't see a scenario where they're going to give Walker a three-, four-year deal. So if, if he gets a three-year yeah. deal on the market, he's going to be gone. And then, uh, you know, you're looking at next year. Like you see, you have Smith and Rosario are, are the locks. Then you have where are you going to put Flores? Are you going to, is, is Wright going to still try to come back? You know, yeah. T.J. Rivera, now that he's getting Tommy John surgery, is T.J. Rivera going to play? You know, what's his deal for next year? You know, right. so that, you know, you know and Rivera's shown to be a pretty useful hitter. You know, he looked like he could have been a decent bat off the bench, you know, utility guy. Right. And then uh, Reyes, are they going to bring Reyes back team. as well? Right, you know, Reyes is another guy. Did they bring him back to mentor? Did they bring Reyes back to mentor? Uh, you know, Rosario, Rosario mostly he struggles there. Yeah, right. We, so, we don't want to see him, but we all know there's a possibility Dominic Smith or Rosario hit a little bump in the road, and that's when you might want a guy like Reyes on a team, someone who's been there, done that, knows how to get past it. Yeah, right. And and so, I think third base is just open. Someone someone's got to play third base. You know, whether it's going to be raised. Do you finally give the keys to Flores and tell Flores, this is it, it's yours now, let's see what you can do over a full season? Or do you sign somebody? Or or is is Wright all of a sudden going to be healthy? I don't think you can bank on that, right? I would bank on that not happening. (laughs) They they didn't do that last season. They didn't bank on that not happening. And we ended up with third base by committee. No great numbers there. So, to me, they really have to address next season – plan for it without right. If he plays, great. But to think he's going to be the starting third baseman through next year and play half a season, like it's wishful thinking, you know. We all wish him the best, but that's, I don't see that as a reality or even a possibility. It's too yeah. much time away from the game, playing hurt when he plays. Every time he comes back, resumes baseball activity, there's a setback. You know, it's almost painful to watch someone who's like one of the – Every Met fan's favorite player, there's nothing bad to say about Wright, to see him go through this type of struggle and knowing he wants to play. But as an organization, you can't just leave third base without a real third baseman either. So if they're going to keep anyone the, on the same the field. Perfect compromise, compromise is say, listen, retire will make you the manager. <laughs> that's that's a good can, compromise. If he can manage a team. You know, Colin's got to go too. At some yeah, point, he's I mean, got to retire. I, I'm expecting the end of the season. He just retires. I don't know if the Mets are thinking bring him back, and we had all these injuries. Let him have one more shot. He's a 500 manager. That's like what I see in him. He'll manage a club to a 500 record, unless someone does what Cespedes does and pulls you 10 games over. Then that's the other interesting you know, thing, right? Like to the Mets. Will the Mets have it even in them to fire a Collins, or are they just hoping he reti- him retiring is the only way it's going to end? Or will the Mets extend him a year or so and bring him back again to- and blame injuries for this year? Well, they got the injury blame somewhat legitimate, but you still don't have a manager that has a record of 
teams over 500. You know, there has to be something that we can improve in that. You know, if you're looking at, I want to improve third base. I want to improve the infield defense. We have to improve the infield defense. We want to get a manager that's for clubs to over 500. If they want to take a chance on right and pay him for doing something, you know, he's been with the organization long enough, and, and he knows all the players well, I'm sure. If he can do that kind of role, being he is who he is, I would think the fans would, would accept it. Right? Yeah. The, the shame is he never gets to manage a A team, you know, kind of jump into that role. Unless they want to do that going into next season and make it clear they're grooming him. Rather than him just ma- trying to manage a major league club. But he, he, they have yeah. to do something with him. They have to do something with third base. The infield defense, the number of hits that went through the infield skyrocketed this year compared to last year. It just wasn't good. You know, they can't they can't look at the roster and look at a below 500 record, a disappointing season, blame injuries. Even with these guys healthy, I don't think the infield defense would have been great. It's an aging infield. And, and the weakness in the catcher, and we kept both catches, probably should have just kept one of them. Rivera and tried to upgrade from Darno, and who knows what they're going to do in that situation, a catcher next year. If they're well, going to say everything is good enough, address, right? That's mm-hmm. another thing they need to address. Yeah, it's a position they could upgrade. You know, you you, you want to get over 500, but let, let's face it, there's good teams. If we want to make a run at a postseason in the World Series, look at how good the top teams are. Look at where where you really need to be you know, in order to get back to a World Series. And even just in that, setting our division, 13 and a half games better. And if they had a better bullpen, they'd be 20 games better. That's a team that can pound somebody. They can score yeah, runs. Yeah, you're like right. 15 the other day. It's like their one weakness is the bullpen, and that is, that is another thing. We had to trade Reed. They said, I read there's like eight teams interested. I'm like, just scratch the Nats off the list. We don't need to help improve our competition. Unless and that's something upgraded, right? They got Doolittle and Madison. Now they're talking about adding more. So Nats are doing what they need to do. Yeah. We, we don't need there to. Was a rumor, there was a rumor they were trying to get Ramos, the guy the Mets got. So the Mets kind of right. snagged them, I think, in that. Well, that's so. good. Because if you're the Nats, yeah, they got two. They probably want more. Maybe Reed is a potential closer for them. He's not been terrible. Being that the role he's in, he was never axed. You know, he wasn't here for that role. That's what I was trying to I have no problem trading Washington Reed because he's a free agent, and technically they could sign him next year anyway if they want, even if we didn't trade him to them. But I'm making Washington pay. They're going to have to pay a heavy price. Right. If it's the match, they have to give us something really worth it. Yeah. You know, and if he if he goes there, something they don't want to give up, like a Victor Robles. Somebody like that that they don't want to trade. That's what it would take for me to trade with them. Right. Because we got other teams interested in Reed. There's no real reason to go to the Nats unless they're kind of handing us something special. Because if I they keep the him and they sign him, it'll be bad for the Mets. We're down a I thought the Mets and the Yankees could have been a good mix. I thought Duda would have been a nice fit for the Yankees. Right-handed, left, uh, left-handed first baseman power bat, the Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I mean, dude has been on that what almost ten years, probably. Yeah. 
you know, so it's he's a very familiar face to Met fans. We've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly in the World Series. But at this point in his career, I thought reasonable trade. What is he really worth? You know, when you're looking at his resume, an extremely streaky player and kind of pound on average pitching, get blown away by better pitching, hot or cold, definitely makes errors from time to time, can feel the ball decently, can't really throw to home plate as we saw. Um, I don't, I don't <laughs> think you're going to get much for him at this point in his career. Like I said, Tula, Tula was here a long time. You know, he had ups and downs, but he'll mostly be remembered for that throw home, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, and, and granted, the guys had much much better highlights, you know, during yeah, his time yeah. here. But that, that's, you know, on the spotlight, shining on you, it's the World Series. Yes. And, exactly. and is that a weakness that he just made one bad throw and doesn't have an issue with throwing the bases? That's not even the case, right? He does have an issue throwing the bases. It's just... You keep a player like that, it comes back to bite you. You know, it bit the Mets hard. But he was probably our best first baseman at the time. So that, that's what it comes down to to me, improving the infield all the way around, let these two rookies come up, see what they can do. I think every Mets fan is just, let's finally see what we got in them. Yes. I've heard enough no, about Smith and Rosario. It's time. Like, I think as soon as Duda was traded, everybody thought, you know, Smith was coming right up, and he didn't. And again, like, what did it, I, I just don't get what they're waiting for. Like, yeah. Now, if they were making a difference, just call the guy up. What's the wait? What are you waiting for? Like, you know, like, what are you actually and, uh, waiting for? Walker and Brandon Nimmo came up instead. Maybe they're looking for when they unload Cabrera or Walker, you know, just not to have such an overcrowded infield. Do they want to call them up the same day? I don't know. Are they waiting to come home to try to sell tickets? I, you know, I don't know. Like, but then you don't know. It's just obvious, you know. <laughs> that's that's the honest, sad part about it. We would think maybe it is they want to make him play at City Field, you know, and say here's the game they're going to start and pick the game that the tickets have been in and figure that they'll sell out that game or come close. Yeah. People are going to want to see these guys. You know, I, I understand that. But because it's the Mets, it makes you wonder, will that day come and go? And they're still not up, and we're just shaking our heads. You know, like, what is the fear? You can't keep saying, well, when we bring him up, but we don't want to ever sit him again. That, yeah. That's just, you can bring him up, and you know what? If they really start to can, you got to sit him. I mean, I've seen enough with Ike Davis, you know, and, and Granderson, where you just let somebody keep playing through their struggles and help bury a team in the standings. He's just... You can't be afraid to bench any player. You know, there has to be a standard everyone's got to play to, and hopefully they get Rosario and Dominic Smith to understand that. If you want to come up and bat 100, you're going to sit. Yeah. There's that point in the batting average to me where it's dipping too low, and you're saying is playing helping them get out of the slump or is playing convincing them they're a 200 hitter, and you're hurting them. You know, a manager's call. But the Mets have not been great with that. They've let players play through very, really bad batting averages. And look at this. Oh, look, they're doing better guest. now. We got a surprise guest joining us right now. Oh, look at that. Good morning, guys. 
from from the campus. Good morning. I'm uh, we're uh, on a on a college tour this week, so uh, we've been a little bit busy. Um, pretty interesting stuff, though. Uh, I have to say. So what's good? What's going on? Being on vacation, it's very and being with the family and you know, we went away for a bit. Um, very difficult to keep up with what the thought process of uh, the metropolitan organization is. Oh yeah, very. Confusing. Even when you're not on vacation, it's tough to keep up with it. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I really don't get it. I mean, I just heard what you guys were speaking about and. Uh, uh, I kind of agree with all of it, but I don't know what they're doing. The only thing I have to say is I think they're trying to keep those other bums on the field long enough to make them some trade bait, I guess. I don't know. I yeah, mean, I, I, I mean, at this I point, I mean, I don't you know, know what they are. I think everybody knows their bums. Well, at this point, I mean, even when – when, and we all loved him and liked the signing and everything, but when Cespedes comes up to plate, I mean, there's no expectation anymore. He looks terrible. He absolutely looks terrible. He looks like a broken-down old 40-year-old. He's clearly got go issues right now. He's a, yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but he's clearly hurt, and he's not, you know, he's not himself, you know, and yeah. Well, isn't he under order to not run full speed unless necessary? I think they said that in the game the other day. When well, I think he, he, there was a rundown and he didn't go from first to second, and they said they told him not to sprint unless it's like essential. So clearly his legs are not right. Yeah, but you know what? In that thought process, and and and, and maybe I'm I'm wrong thinking that way. Hello? Did we lose him? Did we lose him? Hi, guys. Sorry about that. I think my phone uh, blitzed on me. I hit the mute by accident. Um, you know, it, I understand what they say for him not to get hurt, but if you talk about only when it's essential, what really is essential for the Mets anymore? So you might as well put him in a bubble and let him sit for the rest of the season. We're not going anywhere. If you're not going to play, yeah, right. don't I guess if, if being in a rundown ain't essential, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, he really, I don't know, but even his swing doesn't look the same. Oh, yeah, yeah no, he, he, had really, he don't look big good. slump. Then, then he started hitting again. I don't know what he's done the last few days, but he did start hitting again. And he's probably playing, I got to protect myself, and what are you going to do? You, you, you're sitting your all-star player when he could be playing? That's probably their thinking on this. Hopefully he doesn't have anything where he tears his hamstring and, you know, he's not playing until midseason next year. Well, I wouldn't put anything past his ball club, so. We we gave him a, a, a very nice contract. He's making a lot of money. And the first year in, which some people thought, and I and I didn't, so I have to say I was wrong on this. Yeah, I'm not saying he's dog but he's definitely not the player I expected. 
I mean, good players play good no matter what the team around them are. They actually raise the level of of the players around them. He's absolutely not doing that right now. And 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 we're well, three, you know, more than half the season is done. Hmm. So, <clears throat> Padman. Padman. Yes. Who, who who would you like to see out the door next? Yes. Who would you like to see out the door next as a trade? Who would you like to see go next? Oh, you could just pick them, really. It doesn't matter. I mean, you get, I, 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 I think the most value value player to leave, or, or potentially could leave, is probably Bruce. Um, well, supposedly he has no no. They have no, there's no, they're not getting nothing, so nobody's really interested in him, supposedly. Yeah, not surprised, though. If he happens to stay on the team next year, I wouldn't mind either, though. I mean. Isn't that odd, though? He's leading our team in home runs, RBIs. He's only bested in batting average by Conforto. And no one's interested in him. And he's really shown to be a solid ball player. He does not, a real weakness in defense in the arm, and obviously can hit home runs. Unless teams are looking at, say, oh, when the Mets signed him last year in a playoff run, look what he did. Basically nothing until the very, very, very end. And they don't see him as work. Like, it's odd. You would think he is the guy that we'd get the most for. Well, I'll add and he something seems to, to be that. the guy with the least interest. I'll, I'll add something to that, Dr. Ray. I also, think, I also think he's not been as streaky as I thought he would have been. Yeah, all indications. You would think he'd be our most valuable trade. His stats and his overall season. That there's a lack of interest is odd. That's odd to me. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. Here's, the other, here's the other piece we don't know about. We don't know what the Mets are asking. You don't know what the undertone is. Maybe they're asking the King's ransom for him, right? We, we, I mean, we hear the bites after the potential trade rumors. But the Mets could be going out there and say, you know what, you know, you know, give me Bryce Harper, we'll give you Bruce. I mean, I, who knows what these guys are saying. So, so really, okay, there's, an then you, there's an aspect of it that we don't know about. There is, but then you would still hear there's interest in him, but the Mets aren't willing to give him up that easy. We're not even hearing that. We're not even hearing that X amount of teams are asking about him. I like guess. That, Maybe you're right. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And I, I agree with you. If we end up with him last year, next year, it's not the worst thing in the world. No, no. I, I actually like the player he is. And once again, he's on a bad team and he's playing very well. I mean, I'm impressed. As long as he's not a player that puts up numbers on bad teams. Yes. Right. And then when the team does well, he disappears. That that That's the only risk I would see in him. The Reds are not great when he had that great first half. And he had a good half for us, and we haven't been great. When the Mets were doing well, he didn't do well. That's the time Cespedes shines. So that that's the difference between the two guys to me. Until yep. we're good again, and or we ever see Bruce on a, a winning team in a playoff run doing something special. Is he capable? I would think, yeah, he's capable. I don't see anything in my dislike other than our crowded outfield and any reason is just Conforto is a bad reason to me. The only I'd have to be, I just say, you must have to be careful of. 
I don't think Conforto could be, should be our everyday center fielder. And he should be playing every day. So, right, that's the real issue there. So I'm saying he's willing to, but then we won't have a star center fielder. We'll have a star player, maybe our best player in the, for the next five, six years, but he won't be in his best position if he's playing center field. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, you're gonna, they're going to let Bruce walk and they're going to sign a center fielder and move Conforto to right. That's what I think is going to happen. That's, that's, that's what should happen. Alan was talking about their defense. Their defense has been atrocious this year. Atrocious, especially their infield. But over, just overall, yeah. their defense has been horrible. Look, with the pitching staff, a star center fielder, we've seen it when we had good center fielders and, and going way back to Mookie and Dykstra and, Bel, and Beltran. What it did, it's, they make a difference in one-run games. You know, a star center fielder, a guy that can catch balls that other people ain't getting to. So it is something to consider. There's also another aspect of Conforto playing center field that I don't think I heard you guys say, and I think we should think about, is really when you have to play that type of position and you need to cover that type of ground, it could wear on your body. He's not a small, skinny center fielder that that is built on speed. So when he goes after the ball, he's, he's... He's pushing himself most of the time. He could be susceptible to injury or injury or just wearing down as the season, you know, progresses forward. So I wouldn't want to see him in center field. His best aspect is his bat, and we want to keep him rested and focused and comfortable in the field so that he could wield his his most prized possession, which is his bat. Um, I don't want to see him – I mean, he could be a spot starter in center field. I don't want to see him every day in center field for six years. I think we'll never really see his offensive potential if he does that. All right, or even if he reaches his offensive potential, we're going to see a weakness at center field. I don't think he'll be a superstar center fielder, even if he plays the position all the time. That would be a surprise to me. He's saying he's willing – but that would be a surprise to me. That he's saying he's willing just tells you about the type of person he is. You know, ball club first. Well, he also is in a weird position, Dr. Rice. If he said he wasn't, they're not going to sit Bruce and they're not going to sit Cespedes. So he's really saying he's willing, but really what choice does he have? He's a young player and he wants to play. Yeah, so (laughs) it's not like he's better than one of them. And he's saying, well, I'm willing to play center field for the team. No, he doesn't have much of a choice. He wants playing time. That's where he's going to be. They're not going to sit either of those two guys. Yeah, I think I think it's only – I think – I'm telling you, I think Bruce is, will not be on this team next year. It is, yeah, if, you, he, he, be, if they want to do the right too. thing, he shouldn't be. It has to be. Maybe teams are scared of Bruce because last year when he got traded to the Mets, he struggled. So maybe they're worried if they get him, he's going to struggle for a new team again. And that's why they don't want to give up something for him. Could that be it? Well, yeah. That, that, that's where Alan pointed out before. It could be. Um, that's a good possibility. At least that makes sense, right? I don't know. He's a proven ball player. I don't know about right, that. Right, he's proven ball player. I mean, he's proven when we got him for player front, he tanked it. He yeah, but everybody, everybody, look, <laughs> yeah. look, everybody. proven everybody, that. He could tank it in a penalty. There, there were a lot of voices saying he can't play in New York, and he proved everybody wrong. 
And and I tell you the truth, his defense. Well, well, well did he or did he not? Is, if the Mets were in this playoff, would he be proving everybody wrong, or would it be tanking again? <laughs> well, we don't well, have a way of knowing. Want to or not, well, do you want to or not? There were expectations for the Mets this season, and he came out on fire. It's absolutely positively nothing to do with him. The position the Mets are in. A matter of fact, if they didn't have him, they would have been maybe Worse, another ten losses. I agree. He's got it done for so, the Mets to the course of the season, a below 500 team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're below 500. He played well on a losing team. And just like when he was on the Reds, he played well for a losing team. Right. So I, that's probably the lack of interest in him. Do I think he could do it on a winning team? Sure. I don't know how many opportunities he had to do something other than our playoff run last year on a winning team. Mm-hmm. Were the Reds ever great when he was there? It's probably a new experience for the guy. I, I still think, and I agree with Pat, he's got it done this season for Dawson the Mets record. He has a good amount of home runs. I, would, I, I thought there'd be more interest in him. And we might be able to pull a top prospect or something for him. The, the the other guy I think they should get rid of is Reed. I think he definitely holds some value. He's been a setup guy and a closer. Um, so I think he has a lot of value. He's proven he can close games. I don't know if I would trust him to close a big game, but for teams who have a closer or have no closer, he would be a fantastic uh, uh, addition. Um, well, he's yeah, definitely he's on the ship right now. He's our best ship right now. There's no doubt about it. Yes. And if we the guy, he's the guy, the guy, he's the guy, he's the guy getting the, the, guy getting the most interest right now around the league. Makes sense. Cabrera, Walker, I get rid of anybody. And there's really nobody untouchable to me on the team, unless you're talking about Porto. Um, Porto and their young kids. It's in the guard and Degrom. That's about it, probably. Hey, we should all be rooting for Degrom today. Going to tie Mets record for ninth straight win. I think yeah, Frank Viola has that. Yeah, that'll be nice to on see a, him do a, that. On a, team, on a team like this, it's incredible. Exactly, it, is. it actually it, is incredible on a team like this. You know, he had his struggles this year, but he's, he's an ace pitcher. There's no doubt. Yep, I agree. Look, boys, I have to run. We're uh, we're off and running again. Um, have a wonderful Saturday, and I will be in next week. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, Pat, man. Good luck the rest of the weekend for you guys. And, you, know, you know, your coach, college. It's uh, interesting. I'll tell you recruiting. all about it when I see you. Definitely, man. Thanks for calling, my man. Yeah, good talking, man. Pat, man. Pat, man, calling in from the road trip from the city's on. So, Alan, now switching, you know, just to obviously talking Mets. I know you wanted to also talk Steelers, right? You want to talk some football as well? Yeah, sure. Um, for the Steels, I was listening to Steel Nation Radio the other day, and they, they made an interesting comment. Um, the Steelers, as far as their roster is right now, that the organization kind of feels they don't have any holes. Dangerous thing to say, right? But they're saying they don't, they don't think the roster will be any better than it will be the whole season coming into camp. None of the players are coming in off injuries. Everybody's healthy, and they don't have, like, an obvious spot that they need to fill through free agency or looking for a player. They kind of have the roster they want. 
And then he said, knowing that, something always goes wrong. Someone gets hurt in camp or in the preseason or someone gets suspended. It's happened, you know, like thought they had that great offense last year, Martavis Bryant, Green with the concussions. Things go wrong. But at least it was something good to hear. And, um, you know, it made the news here. I saw it on the, the New York news. You know, Brown coming in in the Rolls Royce convertible. And I thought it was funny. He gets upstaged by Harrison coming in on a fire truck. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, I've actually seen that on NFL Network. That was pretty funny. Yeah, he used to be a bus driver, and uh, they let him take a fire truck into camp. So uh, camp for them, I guess it's what it should be for Harrison, kind of a light, have fun. And um, we'll see the transition this year between him and probably Watts, right? That's what I'm expecting in Pittsburgh. A little passing of the torch over the next season or so. (laughs) Yeah, well, Watts... Yeah, well, great expectations there for Watts, you know. And obviously now Timmons, no Timmons, right? The Timmons is on Miami now, so that, you know, they lose, he was a nice veteran. That he had some leadership qualities for them, you know. Yeah, it's all like Harrison should have been done with the Steelers. Losing Timmons, he's really the most experienced leader on their defense. He becomes a little more valuable. But they, no, the Steelers are looking at his age too. And what do you think about uh, the whole Bell situation? Like, again, no contracts for him. What's your take on all that? Oh, Le'Veon Bell? He's not reported to camp yet. He wants a contract extension, right? I got to presume they'll get it done. They're very high on the guy they drafted. He's actually the number one selling jersey for rookies. His name is a running back from, I guess, Penn State. Then Connor, whatever his name is, but yeah. Bell's the guy. Yeah. Bell's the guy. I think we'll be okay at running back, but you've seen Bell healthy. He's a special player in my mind, but keep his head in the game. You're, you're a star running back. You, you don't want to end up on just any team. You want to be on a team that features a running game. So you want to be on a team like the Giants or the Steelers, someone that will have an offense set up that helps you shine. He fits their offense. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's got other good receivers, and he's got the veteran quarterback. If I'm him, I wouldn't want to be anyplace else. I agree. He's on a perfect you know, team right now. Yeah, and if I'm an NFL player like Ben, I'm I'm really to the point. I'm not expecting him to play more than one, two seasons the most, especially that report just came out with the, the brain disease, how many players they did. It was like, what was it, 90-something percent of them had it. As soon as that report came out, I think Ben already spoke to the organization. He He's at his end. And I think we're going to see shorter careers for a lot of players, especially if they get concussions. And I, and I can't blame any player on any team. You know, you have a longevity. You play the game as a young man. You're going to give up from 30 to whatever to be in a fog, you know, the rest of your days. In the past, Maybe. But I, I could see players saying, I want a lot of money now. I have enough. I'm done. Uh, that That's a little bit of my prediction. Which guys who have, like, all-time yards records, they'll be happy. Yeah, no, I those, agree. Guys, guys just aren't going to last as long as they used to. There's no doubt about it. Knowing this, this issue with the concussions are there, the speed of the game, the strength of the players, the, the viciousness of the clean hits. We're not even yeah. talking about illegal or late hits. Clean hits. You know, I, I don't know what you can do to to stop that. It's football, right? 
it, you're not going to make it's it a not, flag lead. It's just, yeah, like we talked about in the past on the show, is guys are just bigger, faster, and stronger now. There's really no way to avoid it anymore. So they could change, yeah. they could say they're changing the helmets and this and that. That ain't going to matter. It's really not. But if you have, make, you have if these 270 pound guys running 440 speed into each other, that's, you know. A vicious collision. Yeah. That's the reality. If you happen to be the guy that's just standing there and don't see it coming, it's got to hurt. And I think the league is realizing now it's hurting players long term. You know, do what you can protect the quarterbacks. You know, star players that sell the, the team. You know, for the league. But there's always a limit. It's still football. You know, a lot yeah, of players don't know. don't play more than three to five years. I know that's the average running back life in in the NFL. You know, we all know the yeah. star running backs because they play longer. But how many running backs get drafted every year, and how many of them three years later are gone? The, the majority. Either you're not good enough, or you can't take the pounding. It's a pounding. And these guys are clearly more concerned. They're, you know, their quality of life now, and you can't blame them. You know, they're, they're thinking no, about they, the quality they, of life. Yeah, they got their house paid off, you would hope, right? And they're not living someplace with crazy expenses. They can live a decent life if they don't want to play for 15 years. Yeah. And and the, odd, the whole oddest thing with the concussions was when you watch the game, you always think of the big hits and the guy got knocked out on the field. The majority of the players that have this issue are the linemen because of the head slaps. They're constant throughout the whole game trying to get past somebody slapping them in the side of the head. Yep. So that repetitive head, every right every time you blow the whistle, heads collide. No offensive and defensive line. Your wide receivers, they get hit and they get hit hard, and that's what makes the highlights. But what we're not seeing is these guys are banging head every snap of the ball, and that's really where the issue is. Constant head banging. And like you said, you know, to me, it's just it's becoming football become obviously you know you even see now like in youth sports like people don't want their kids playing football you know like like I don't even want my son playing tackle football yeah right now I mean listen when he gets older and he gets you know strong you know stronger and more control of his body and he's decides right. to do it that's up to him but right now I wouldn't even think about it maybe you know flag football is one thing but you know tackle right. is a whole nother to me is a whole nother beast just because. The kids are so small, and you know, I don't know. Their brain—they're still growing, still developing, and you don't want damage in those stages. It's unnecessary. By the time you're in high school, if you want to play football, you're going to play football, and that's probably when kids should start. You know, in, a, in an organized league, I guess. And then, you know, so what do you, what you have to take around the league? You look around the league, like you see the, the whole Beckham. Beckham wants to be the highest paid player in the league. Do you see that happening? Yeah, uh, a little surprised. I think you have to actually finish as the number one receiver in the league, not just one of the better receivers in the league, before you kind of make yeah. comments like that. He's definitely one of the better receivers in the league, and he also definitely has issues. You know, like little temper tantrums if things aren't going his way. I don't, I don't know if that should be the highest paid player in the league. 
I can't blame any player for asking for the money. Give it a shot, ask. I wouldn't make him the highest paid player in the league. He's certainly not the most valuable player in the league. Right, if you would say who should be the highest paid player, you'd think Brady's name would come out, right? Yeah, and he's still going to say quarterbacks, right, you would think? He would still put the quarterbacks. Yeah, as... yeah, yeah well, I don't think anybody should be paid should any receiver be paid more than Brady, Rogers, or any of those guys? I don't think so, right? No, look, look, I love Antonio Brown. I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. When Ben's been hurt and I, we got to watch him play with other quarterbacks, talented as you are, you need that quarterback. You need that franchise quarterback. The combo of a star receiver and a franchise quarterback is what makes it. The great yep. quarterbacks make average receivers good. Dan Marino did it for years. Yeah. So the quarterback is, to me, more important than the wide receiver. And for the Steelers franchise, that's been their way. They've not paid big bucks, to, uh, with the exception of a handful of wide receivers. They've found, they've found them replaceable. And a, a quarterback is a whole other story. That's years of yeah. development to become a franchise quarterback. Clearly more valuable to me. Some of them might disagree, but to me, a quarterback's more valuable than a wide receiver. Oh, yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think, uh, you know, quarterbacks deserve to be, you know, they're the ones controlling the team, you know. That's why you even see, like, running backs, like we were talking about Bell, running backs, they get paid, but they don't get they don't get those long, long-term deals because, again, guys don't last that long normally, you know. Some guys will, but some don't. And that's why you brought up a good point that, you know, you brought up a good point that he won't, uh, that, you know, all these records, a lot of these records ain't going to, you know, they're not going to go away. Yeah. They're going to, no, no, you know, everybody's going to have their records. records. We, yeah, we could be looking at, like, the last, a lot of guys playing 10, 15 years. As more and more keeps coming out on the whole concussion syndrome, you know, the, the answer to it might be to limit how long you can play in the league. Or at some point you have to prove it's not an issue if they find some way of testing for it and tell guys. That, to, to me, the value of the person's life is more valuable um, than them being on the field, no matter what player it is. Exactly. I mean, obviously health, you know, people's health and well-being is, is everything. Right, and you're not yeah. going to risk somebody's future, you know, life because of a player game, you know. And all right. these guys have made plenty of money, right? They've all made plenty of money. These guys, so none yeah. of them are going to go into the poorhouse either. Yeah, I think they have to do better with the money when they're making it, right? And and think of what they're making for much longer term. So don't take the mindset of I'm going to make this. It's more, hey, it's not a job you're going to make that money until you're 65 and retire. It's, you're making a lot of money in a short amount of time and kind of paste that over your whole lifespan, your expected lifespan. That's what you're really making a year if you want to make that yep. money last. And that's how all NFL players should be thinking. Once you're getting a foggy head like Green, the, the tight end the Steelers had last year, they didn't re-sign him, and I think he should retire. Every time he got hit, he, like I could see him wobbly, head fogged. Really talented player, made a lot of big downfield plays for the Steelers. Does he got some game left in him? Clearly he does. 
but he should not. Ladarius Green should not be playing anymore. He'll be one of these players yeah. on where are they now, and you see him barely able to speak. And I, I, I'd rather not see that kind of thing. I think that's worse for the game in the long term. You know, kind of like seeing a punchy boxer. Yeah, no, I agree. I like seeing guys retire like Boomer and Sims and going to announcing and they can still speak. And they yeah. played the game and they played it well. They knew how, they knew when to get out of there. Exactly. Exactly. And not everyone's going to be an announcer, but just no one to get out for any player. You look at some of these other guys, and they're sitting there. They got headaches. They they're still complaining. They're going to have headaches for the rest of their lives. And you know, it's not it's not the life you want to have, live. You know, it's, it's not it's not you know, it's it's just not worth it. You make enough. You know, even if you're not a great player, you make enough money. You really make enough money after a few years where you should be pretty well off. You know, for the rest of right. your life, if you, if you do, if you do the right thing. If you or I were making that kind of money where we work right now, we'd be done. Yeah. Oh, if we were making that, you know, especially the years we put in, but even if we were making, exactly. that, you know, for five, five years, five to ten years of, you know, a million or two million a year, we'd be done. So you wouldn't have to work anymore. Exactly. You'd be just doing your Mojo Sports Show and that's it. The heck with work. Do what you like to do. Uh, these players, I, I'm hoping they adopt that attitude towards it. I understand loving to play the game. I'm sure you've played football, and it, it's, a, it's a great game, baseball, football, to actually be playing these sports, you know, in a competitive yeah. fashion. But when when I watch NFL, the talent level, like we said, the speed and the, the hits and the constant collisions, you know, any player wants to retire, shake their hand, thank them for the time. You know, they put their health at risk for this game. That's the reality of it. Yeah. You know, even though I tell him his wife you know, is saying he's had concussions and that's the most top player in the league, should he still be playing? You know, should he be thinking like the way Ben's thinking? Now, he hasn't taken the – most quarterbacks haven't taken the pounding that Ben's taking over his yeah. career, and it's less in the last few seasons. But I, I kind of well, well, especially him ben, go, but you know, I, I ben. like his attitude towards it. Ben's also a guy who, you know, puts the ball down and runs into contact, you know. Right. Ben was never scared of contact. You know, Ben Ben will take on a linebacker or a safety. You know, he's not afraid of that. Mm-hmm. He's big enough to do it. Yeah. A lot of these other quarterbacks just hit the ground smartly. And yeah, smart, tuck, tuck and run, right? There's nothing wrong with tucking and running. It's really not, you know. Hey, if you're going to get Especially in there hard and the going to go flying, just go down. Yeah, better than a fumble. Why, why then, take unnecessary? Why take unnecessary hits? There's just no reason to. So, but yeah, I mean, like you said, looking around the league now, obviously everybody training camps have opened up and everybody's getting ready. You know, you see all the fantasy magazines out now. Everybody's getting ready. Well, actually, Monday we have our big fantasy lottery to see our draft order. That's on Monday. Right at CIBC, so that that'll be fun, and then uh, but then you know everybody gets ready for that, and then you know it's really you know training camps are open, everybody's in camps now, a couple of weeks, another week or two we're gonna have games. I mean we'll be watching preseason, so it's really here now, you know. Right, and then before you know it, it'll be open at night again. 
When is our draft? Oh. This Monday? Not the draft, just the lottery. The, the draft order selection. Oh, the order, draft order. All right. Yeah. I think our draft's the sixth. We've got plenty of time for September. our draft, but we're gonna know right. we'll know the draft we're gonna know the draft order on some on Monday. So it gives everybody a chance to know where they pick in the first round and start strategizing. Yeah, I'll make a real early prediction for my division, for the Steelers division. This year, I do think the Steelers finished first. You tell me if you agree or disagree. I do think they finished first. I think the Bengals kind of take a step backwards. I think the Browns take a little little step forward. And I kind of undecided on the Ravens. There's some issue with Flacco right now. And where exactly yeah. or how good they, they're going to be. I'm not sure. It's a, it's, I'm confident in the Steelers roster, but when I look at the rest of the division, I see issues. And that's kind of why I'm thinking they'll be in first, barring any kind of major injury. Because anything happens in the NFL, you lose Ben and you, you kind of lose the season. Yeah, you know, yeah. We'd be down to a rookie, rookie quarterback trying to, you know, take over the but team. Just, and just I, I would assuming say everybody's healthy, you know. Assuming everyone's healthy. And, I look, I think I've seen players on defense starting to come into their own, a little bit better defense for the Steelers. The offensive line is kind of built. Ben's been getting better protection. So I would say this, whoever – takes the reins, they're most likely not coming to a bad team. They're going to have opportunity. If it's a decent quarterback, they should do decent. You know, if you're able to protect Ben who likes to hold on to the ball and you're a different quarterback, as long as you're big enough, tall enough, I I think a a different quarterback should do okay. I think think with – I think Cincinnati actually – Cincinnati actually has a really good offense. This year, mm-hmm. I think they definitely helped their team with getting. They, you know, they drafted Mixon, so now they got three good running backs. You know, I, I think they got. Uh, they they I, compete, I think, but they're just like a still a dirty yeah. team. Can't win a playoff game, so I'm yeah, well, I'm unsure issue, with right? them. Yeah, I'm I'm unsure. They they might finish better than the Ravens. You know, because I, I just heard different things about what's been going on in their camp and. You know, with injuries and with Flacco, and he's a, the he's Ravens got Macklin now, so they added another good receiver. The Ravens, mm-hmm. and I think a running back got hurt for the year. Not sure. Yeah, was a starter or the second string running back. So you know, every year you're looking at good competition within your division because whether you're supposed to be good or they're supposed to be bad, you know how division games go. Teams compete yep. with each other hard. To be, that's part of the beauty of football. Don't ever expect to. Pittsburgh Anything teams just can never happen, expect right? to, to beat Cleveland. Just you know, if you take that attitude, that's how you lose to them. Yeah, so what do you think for the Dolphins this year? Here's the ultimate question: I, I, Are the Patriots the team again? The team to beat for the rest of the league? Yeah. I mean, I think they you probably know, are. I know. Yeah. I know. There's a lot of chatter. I know there's a lot of chatter out of Miami that the players think they could dethrone them this year. Mm. But you know, it's the good to hear. You know, we're, not, we're, not we're not scared of the Patriots. You know, it's good. To all, it's all fine and well to say that stuff, and you know, but you still got to do it. You know, I mean, I like yeah. Miami's offense. I think Miami's got a very good offense. I, you know, Tannehill looks healthy. You know, right. Pouncey's, it looks like Pouncey's healthy, so the line should be fine. 
you know, it's going to come down to the secondary, you know, I, I, and, the, you know, their defense. They, you know, they drafted that lineman who looked, supposedly looks great, the kid they drafted, uh-huh. you know, the end. Charles Harris, they supposedly, I mean, Wake and all these guys are praising him. Jason Taylor is at camp praising him. You know, the addition of Timmons is definitely going to help. The kid they drafted, McMillan, looks well, you know, the linebacker. Well, and, uh, you know, it's right. really going to come down to the safety, the, the secondary. The secondary is going to be the key. Can the secondary hold it down, you know? To me, that's, that's going to be the key. You know, you look at the Patriots, they added, you know, they had a big receiver as well. So, you know, that's that's another issue. You know, now hey, there's nothing more I'd like to see than the Patriots get dethroned and someone else in that division win the division. The Dolphins, I think, are the only team with a real shot at doing that. I don't think the Jets or the Bills are anything close, you know, to, to really competing with them. Yeah, well, the Jets But clearly, it's just something uh, I'd like to see. You know, yeah. personally, I'm sick of the Patriots. But, you know, hats off to them, great organization. And until someone I does it. I just think with, with Gronkowski coming back healthy and now they traded, they got Brandon Cooks from the same thing. Uh, just more, like, like he needed more weapons, this guy. Right? It makes you shake your head. Yeah. <laughs> but this is why they're good. Yeah. Not coincidence yeah. or... It makes you say to yourself, how can you keep getting these guys? Yeah. You know? They're, they're so hard so. To, to beat. I, I see them competing again. I do think they're the team to beat. You know, within the division and outside for the whole AFC. <clears throat> Something would have to horribly go wrong for them not to make the postseason. So, but we sh- we shall see. We shall see. It's going to be interesting. All right, Alan. Thanks for calling as always. And I've right. you on here for a long time. Thank you for calling. I appreciate you know talking a lot of baseball, Mets, trade deadline, football. We covered a lot. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, the show next week. Maybe we'll be talking about whatever that last final Met move was. Right. Yeah, hopefully we'll have more. Yeah, hopefully we'll be talking about a few trades, and we'll also be talking about the first week of Rosario and Smith playing. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that goes well. Yes, we can only hope. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right, you too. Thanks. Thank you, man. Bye. Alan from Oldbridge, Dr. A, talking baseball, Mets, trade deadline, and uh, NFL. So always a good, always good talking to him. And uh, we're gonna hit, we're gonna keep going with the phone calls. Yeah.
no, no, no better way to introduce my man, Magic Mike. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, nothing. You know, it's uh, what do you call? You know, I was listening to Doctor A. I was wondering if he was taking over the show. I mean, come on, he's talking about the Buffalo Bills. Come on, Alan. Don't be a hater, bro. Don't be a hater. Hey, listen, he's just giving his opinion. It doesn't mean he's hate. Please. What's going on, my man? How you doing? No, I, I, I agree with a lot of the stuff he was saying. I was shocked that he didn't bring up about Ben Roethlisberger. You know, uh, they're, they're saying that Ben might be done uh, and he might retire pretty soon. Well, we talked about that. He's playing year to year at this point, you know. Yeah, they say you know, that he's obviously uh, committed for this year, but you know. Yeah, they say the 2018 future. might be his last year. They say. Yes, it, I guess it depends. If he takes some more hits this year, he may decide that's enough. You know, I mean, like he, mm-hmm. we were just talking about, he, the guy does take it. The guy takes yeah. a lot of hits because he's not afraid to. He's not afraid of contact. That he's not. I, I tell you, I I took a bad, bad hit from. Ultimately, one of the greatest talk show hosts ever. One of the greatest talk show hosts ever. We we had it out. Me and 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 a and a well known sports talk. We had it out at a diner because of my cousin. My co- one of my cousin's friends owns a diner out in Long Island, and we went there a couple of Sundays ago. And I'm wearing my Buffalo Bill. I have my Buffalo Bill shirt on my tank top on, and my hat. So you walk in the place, and the guy goes, there's Mike Francesa from the fan. I said, where? Where? You know, I'm looking. No, he, first, no, he says, he says, look, the Mad Dog is here, Mad Dog, Chris Russo. I said, where? He goes, look, it's Mike and the Mad Dog. So there were two guys sitting at the booth. So I said, well, look, I said, one of those guys is Mike. Well, the other guy's not Chris. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who that is. So I walk over and I say, "Oh, so my cousin's friend goes, Mike Francesca, go over and say hello." To him. So we walked over, and my cousin knows him really well. My cousin goes, "Hey, Mike, how are you?" He goes, "Hey, how are you?" He goes, "Good." He goes, "Long time no see." He goes, "Yeah, I'm usually I usually see you here in the diner." He goes, "This is my cousin Mike." So he looks at me. He goes, "Hi, Mike. How are you?" I said, "Good." I said, Mike, I said, I loved you 30 for 30. You know, I love I loved Chris, you know, Mad Dog. I'm a big Mad Dog fan. So he stops me and he goes, are you crazy? Are you nuts? So I said, no, why? He said, Mike, what would possess you to wear, to, to wear, to wear a, to have a Buffalo Bill tattoo with Jim Kelly's number on it? What would possess you? So I said, Mike, I'm a big Bills fan. I'm a big Buffalo. He goes, I don't care. He goes, I'm a Giants fan. He goes, I, I, w- I would never get a tattoo. So I looked at him and said, okay, you know, like, like really, you know. So Mike goes, you guys want to join us? So I said, sure. So we're sitting down. So Mike's like, after Mike's apologizing up and down, he's like, really, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you know. I really shouldn't have said nothing about your tattoo, but it really bothered me. So then he asked me what my mom thought about it, and I told him. And then he said he was sorry that he said something to me. Mm. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but Mike that and was, I had a cheeseburger together. But the out. only funny thing, the only story, the only crazy story was he wouldn't take a picture. I asked him for a picture. 
and he wouldn't do it. He's like, no, I don't take pictures. He's like, I just got done eating. We don't take pictures. He goes, I'm like, but can I have a picture or something? So he told me, like, when 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 they decide to do something, he's going to let my cousin know, and we can come out and take all the pictures we want. So my cousin went to Francesicon, I guess they're calling it, and my cousin said that that's where he met Mike. And, and uh, But Mike's always at this diner in Long Island, and uh, pretty cool. But we talked about the Dirty for Dirty, and they asked my opinion on it. And I was like, you you know, like, you're Mike in the Mad <laughs> Like, you're Mike in the Mad Dog. Like, you know, you're Mike in the Mad Dog. You know, you're, this is, this, you know, you guys were my, my soundtrack to my youth. And Mike's like, every time someone says that, I feel so old. <laughs> yeah, because it was so long, so many years and so long. I mean, ago, but we're you know? sitting there. But we're sitting there. Dude, we're sitting there. And... And like you know, like you're sitting here, like like he was with, I guess, a friend, and we're talking about like Mike and the Mando, like like from years ago. And he's like, "What was your favorite Mike and the Mando moment?" And I said, "Probably when Dog went off on the Giants, that how old he was and everything." And Mike's like, "That was my, one of my favorite episodes." But uh, but Mike yeah. and the Mando, yeah. one of my favorite uh, tandems. Um, and I also like Steve Summers. You know when he he yeah, the, uh, did schmoozer, his little voice. Yeah, I, I like the schmoozer when he came on, and he said, you know, a little whole hum. We had a little whole hum, you know, radio station at the time with whole hum, you know. And then it was like, oh, Mike and the Mandel came on the station, and they and they, uh, and, and, you know. But I, I thought ESPN did a great job. Did you see uh, Thirty for Thirty with Mike and the Mandel? Yes, it was excellent. It made you want more, right? Though. Yeah, no, yeah. It shows you a lot when of he, stuff, you know. When Mike said that Chris couldn't make it, everybody was going crazy. Yeah. I thought it was um, funny when... Uh, I, said, I told Mike, I said it should have been a little longer, I said. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's a 30 for 30, so they only have that certain amount of time, you know, to do mm-hmm. it. So the Braves, the Braves look like, so going to baseball, the Braves look like they're dumping people. Uh, they got rid of Jaime Garcia. They made a trade. From today, right? What happened? Yeah, Jaime Garcia got traded. I thought that trade was really good because, you know, the Braves the Braves needed to make a change. Their, their pitching, the starting pitching hasn't been great. Um, but, you know, I mean, we we give it some time. The Braves are nine games out of the wild card. They're not going to make the wild card. Um, oh, I got a funny story for you. Talking about Bay Ragney, I I finally met him. I finally met Bay. Uh, which which when man, you, went you know, Philly? which one of these one of these Sundays? I I know Sundays are tough because Mondays work, but one of these Mondays, if you have a free free day. Oh, me, you, and I should drive down to Philadelphia, and Bay Bay is now doing Bay is now doing a live show every every Sunday night um, with the DJ. His name is DJ Mike, and he does it at the sports um the sports bar. It's unbelievable. So so I went and we were talking about you, 
and we were told about your predictions, and he says he can't wait. He can he can't wait to see your predictions for the NFL where you put the Eagles at. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I'm working on my football predictions now. I was yeah, all my it, baseball ones, all my baseball because, predictions didn't pan out, but wow, you know, I mean, it happens. But you know, it, it is, but it is something. Like I was thinking, like you know, I was thinking, you know, if me and you had the equipment. Yeah, like if me and you got microphones and set up and stuff, I was thinking about going to bed and asking maybe if we could do something like, well, one time maybe, you know, to talk sports or something, you know, like like mix it up or something. Yeah, for I like think an it hour. Would be pretty think. cool, all of us live yeah. like that, you know. It would be a, uh, it would be quite yeah. a show, you know. Yeah, for like an hour, that would be cool or something, you know. Yeah, you know, something like that, you know, especially that we're getting so big, you know. I mean. uh you know, it, it, it's it's an amazing. Um, it's amazing. It really is. I mean, you know, to go to uh, you know, to go to this thing. It's, it was right in the middle where Pat's and uh, Geno's are. You're right in the middle of the state, a cheesesteak war, and um, yeah. I ended up I ended up getting food. It was so delicious. It, it was crazy. And going out yeah, to Philly, I, I saw Bay and Bay about meeting up one day. I definitely would like to meet up with him one day. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, you have, if you have time one day, man, I'll, I'll, I'll pick you up myself, and I'll, I will drive us to Philadelphia. I will drive us to Philadelphia. I yeah, want to no, go to the Rumble. I want to go to the Rumble. That's where I want to go. Royal I want to go to the Royal Rumble. That was the wrestling event. You know, I got to tell you about that. I was a little disappointed. Now, I wasn't disappointed about the great colleague because I had a funny feeling he would show up. But I was disappointed in the fact that people should sit down at wrestling events. Don't get up. If, if, if you're on the floor, people can't see. Stay down. Sit down. Oh, know, like I'm sitting in, in, in the seventh row of center. And I put up pictures. I don't know if you see my pictures, but I put up pictures. And I, I mean, to me, going to a pay-per-view is the best, especially when you get your tickets on the Thursday and the show is Sunday. So seventh row, sitting there, watching the wrestling, rooting for Natalia, hoping Natalia wins because I want her to win for her uncle, Smith. And it was, it was great. It was great. I got to see some of the wrestlers leaving. I got to see the great colleague. I got to see... Um, you know, all the other wrestlers that were there. Uh, AJ Styles, he waved at people. Uh, Kevin Owens was signing autographs and, and taking pictures. Uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people were there. So I, I thought the show was good. Uh, a couple of people I know messaged me and told me, how could I go to a show like that? Cause it sucked. But when you go to a show, you don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. I didn't have to pay for parking, which was cool. Because Bay's like, oh, you're going to be late. I was like, I don't care. You know, I came to Philadelphia. <laughs> like, I wanted to meet up with Bay and them. And I kept on saying, I want to meet up with you guys. I want to meet up with you guys. So he told me where he was going to be. And he told me what he was doing. And, and I tell you, if I didn't have to go to, to, the, to the wrestling, I would have stayed with him all night and hung out with him and, and ate and drank with them. They were having a great time. His, his wife, Jess, is a sweetheart. 
That's awesome. Jess is, a, Jess is an absolute them. sweetheart. Yeah, that's great that you got to hook up with them and stuff. You know, and they have a great show. They have a great show every Sunday night. It's it's live. Um, it's every Sunday night, I guess, uh, unless Bay is going to be there. So far, it's 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 really cool. They do a live thing. Bay's going to do his live. So Bay's going to like do his live show, and DJ Mike's going to be there with them. It's cool. It's really, it's really a fun time. The only thing I'm not happy about it is DJ Mike. It takes away from Magic Mike. <laughs> 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 well, hey, that's his name. His listen, name is Mike. So there's only one Magic Mike, all right? Yeah, that's true. I, I bring the magic. Uh, oh, while I was there, we messaged Wee uh, uh, Wee, and I was going to give away her real name. While we were there, we messaged Wee Wee, and I and she goes, "Hi, boy." She wrote me back. She goes, "Oh, that's so cool. You guys are hanging together." Yeah, Wee Wee. Yeah, one of these days I better get down to Tennessee, but they're gonna have to lock up Coco from me. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't wait. You know, and you, and and of course today you bring up football season. It's almost here, my man. It's almost here. It really is. If if it's Miami, if Miami think. could take it, if Miami could take it to New England, God bless you. I would love to see that. I I want to see that. I'm not. I wouldn't hate against Miami. Not at all. Hey, so I got somebody on hold. So, I, Joe, I'm going to take a call with you, okay? So, hold on. Let's see who's on the Absolutely. line. Absolutely. Oh, you're on the Mojo Sports Show. Yeah, how you doing? Mojo Sports. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. How's it going? Great. Great. Not too bad. My name's Tom. I'm a football coach right out of uh, Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. Uh, I just want to give you guys a shout out real quick. Uh, you know, I've, I've been looking online for a decent radio show, and I, I really like what I'm hearing. Uh, can, do you mind if I ask uh, how long have you been in this radio? I've been doing this show for uh, my, for a little over a year now. It's my 70th show. I've been going uh, every you know I go every week, every Saturday morning from 10 to 1. Oh, you've done 70 shows already? Yeah. Well, fuck me in the ass with a big giant cock, then. Oh, you guys are fucking Hang wonderful. Hang up on them. Son of a Hang bitch. Up on you, them, you guys are fucking awesome. Put a yeah, cock well, in Hang my up on them, the way he curses on the air. Get rid well, of them. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it, but, you know. You enjoy it. You sound like a jerk. I got a dick. I don't think you're you a football coach, though. I'm a football coach, and I just like rough, not, you know, Hello, Mike? Did you cut him off? Yeah, I cut him off. Now he's, he's, a, he's a football coach. He's a moron. Yeah. yeah I, I knew he was going. I, I, knew, I knew he was going to say something stupid. He's from North I, Carolina. I, 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 he's listening. Yeah, North Carolina should be, yeah, North Carolina should be proud to get a moron like that. Yeah. I want to give you guys a shout-out. And then he starts cursing. Get rid of him. Yeah. Well, not even cursing. What he was saying, that was just. Well, it's cursing, dude. It's, it's hey, not listen, appropriate. That's, 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 that's life in radio, right? You're going to get some so, crazy so he was. Like so that. what was he saying? He was saying that you suck is what he was saying? No, he said the show is awesome and he likes Yeah, I know. I know. But he said, oh, you did 70 shows already? Oh, God. Well, <sighs> the funny thing is. Now the funny thing is that you still had him on. 
<laughs> hey, uh, now we got one from Pittsburgh. I'm interested to see if this is the uh, same guy. Let's see who this is. All right, let's, let's see, see who this is. Hello, hello, you're on the Mojo Sports Show. Hot ass, nasty butt sex. Oh, there you right go. Right in the ass. This, right this in my ass. Hey, 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 all right, there we go. He's gone. Yeah, thank you. You're a complete loser. That's a great one, Anthony. I'm, I'm, I'm going at the guy. And you're like, you know what's great? What? You're a complete loser. <laughs> well, we right, don't take any more calls, would you? How does he even find? How does he even find the number though? He's not, because you know, he's a loser. All right, listen. I got to, I got to run. I got my mother. I got to take her shopping today. And yeah, no, I, I, I completely, I'm, I completely. I'm great. I'm great. You got to witness that entertainment too, Mike. I'm glad yeah, that you got you were on today. I, I completely, I completely. <laughs> yeah, we should do our own show called Losers. You can um, only laugh at it. You got to laugh at it. No, I, I, my blood's boiling over here. So, no, you know what happened yesterday? I kind of, I kind of made a big boo boo yesterday. Not, not boo boo, but. I went on a little vacation for myself. I went to Great Adventure yesterday, and I tell you, the rides that I went on were were, out, were outrageous. If you ever go, yeah, to, yeah, if you I ever go to Great Adventure, you got to take Anthony on that ride. He, he would love it. Um, it's it's the uh, it's the battle for Metropolis, and you actually put on three four D glasses. And uh, the characters come out, and you shoot at them, and you got to shoot the Joker. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay, yeah, I got to check that. We got we got a summer pass there, so we'll be going. Oh, I got a, uh, I got a, uh, I got something to tell you too. I got a friend request from you. I accepted you, so whenever you want to play basketball, I'm ready to go. Yeah, well, MLB the show. Well, I got that too. I got the show. I got the yeah. basketball. I got. I had to buy yeah. everything quickly because. Uh, they will play later. Yeah. I'll let you know. Maybe yeah, later. that sounds good. I'll be I'll be home uh, I'll be home all day. Maybe I'll be like that loser out in uh, Carolina or Pittsburgh. Well, then he called from Pittsburgh after that. That's amazing. Yeah, how the hell did he do that? Called, I don't know. That, with your, all right, with, well, with take your, it easy. Enjoy your show. Enjoy your show. And uh, I I definitely I definitely love uh, I love how you handled that guy. You sir are a complete loser. Yeah, you have to. Else can you handle it? I, mean, yeah, I know because it, yeah. um, say say hello to Mrs. Mojo and little Mojo for me, and uh, and I will talk to you soon. I will. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye. Magic Mike calling in, talking sports as always, and then we got a couple of, you know, it was funny because I seen a call from a weird phone number. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me take it. While Mike was on, because me and Mike were in the middle of a conversation, and I'm not going to cut Mike off because Mike's, you know, always calls. He's a, a weekly caller on the show, so I didn't want to just cut Mike off. So I said, you know what? We'll take the show. Mike has his own show on the network. He's a wrestling, you know, does a wrestling show, so he's a host of his own show. So Mike knows he's used to taking calls. So I said, you know what? I'll take a call with Mike. And then this guy just comes on and starts saying stupid stuff. And, you know, it started off normal. I thought the guy was just a normal guy. It was just a guy who found the show and he liked the show because he was saying he liked the show. It was an awesome show. But then he just started saying stupid stuff. But, listen, that's radio. You're going to get stupid things. The difference is, you know, when you're on, like, WFAN, you can get cut off because it's on a delay. Here, everything's live, so you're going to have stupid stuff. Mike seemed to get mad. I handled it, you know, more like whatever. This guy's just an idiot and got a kick out of it. But, you know, hopefully there was no kids listening at that point when he was saying that stupid shit. Excuse my language, but saying that stupid stuff. But, 
you know, it is, you know, you're going to get that. It is, you know, unfortunately, there's people like that out there, and that's, you know, what are you going to do? So I'm going to play a little baseball song. I, I always like to play this song every once in a while, and then I'm going to come back, and uh, we're going to talk some NBA when I come back and, uh, you know, go from there. Bobby Thompson has done it, and Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born, marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Feller, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque. Especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Well, KC was winning. Hank Aaron was beginning. One Robbie going out, one coming in. Kiner and Midget Goodell, the Thumper and Mel Parnell. And Ike was the only one winning down in Washington. I'm talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella, talking The Scooter, the Barber, and the Duke They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque Especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke Now my old friend, the Bachelor Well, he swore he was the Oklahoma kid And Cookie played hooky to go and see the Duke me, I always love Willie May. Those were the days. Well, now it's the 80s, and Brett is the greatest, and Bobby Bonds can play for everyone. Rose is at the vet, Rusty again is a Met, and the great Alexander is pitching again in Washington. I'm talking today. Like Reggie Cleveland-Berry talking baseball Carew and Gaylord Terry Siva, Garvey, Schmidt and Vita Blue If Cooperstown is tall and it's no fluke They'll be with Willie Mickey and the Duke Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. You know, I just want to, uh, I just want to say, you know, what we just said. Hopefully, anybody who heard that, you know, hopefully there's no kids listening to that. We had a, a weird caller call in and just say some stupid stuff. And just, you know, if you're going to get that, 
every once in a while. So, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, like I said, Mike, Mike Ferrara, you know, who's on with us, who took the call with me, obviously wasn't happy with the person who called. But, you know, sometimes you got to just let those things roll off, you, 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 you know, roll off because you just got stupid people out there. So that's life, you know. But, uh, but Mike, thanks for hanging in there and keeping your composure because I could see why you would get mad. But, you know, listen, like I said, you're going to get weirdos like that that are going to call in every once in a while and say stupid stuff. So especially when you're live and you're not on a delay and you can't really do anything to stop it, you know. So. Right, before I get into the NBA, I do want to give a couple of shout-outs. So I want to give a shout-out to our man Adam from Manhattan from the Met Roundtable on his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Adam. Hope you had a great day yesterday. And look forward to you calling in again soon. And, of course, I want to give a shout-out to my Hazlitt Hawks 7U travel team. It's Kamara, season-ending playoff, summer season-ending playoff tournament we have. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the Hawks are going to come in and take charge tomorrow and uh, and take home a cha- the USABL championship as we have the USABL tournament, playoff tournament tomorrow. So if it's, we're playing up to potentially three games tomorrow. Hopefully we'll be playing three games. That means we're in the finals. And uh, so we play at 12.30 and then 2.30, and then the final would be at 6.30. So we have a little, a little you know, a nice little uh, delay in between there at uh, – you know, at 6.30, so, I mean, from a, you know, a nice little delay from, like, 4.30 to, uh, what is it for, say 4.30, you know, if, if, if we advance, we got a nice little delay from, like, 4, what is it, 4 to uh, 6, about 4 to 6 o'clock, so, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's something that we, we're looking forward to, and hopefully uh, we're going to be making a big run. And I expect us to, you know, we got a great young team, and I expect us to make a make a nice run. So, you know, let's go Hawks. I just want to give them a shout out and uh, say, let's go Hazlitt Hawks. You know, let's let's try to win a league here. Let's try to win a championship and end the season. Team's playing well right now. Everything's clicking. Got a nice win to end this regular season the other night. So we came up a little short in our district tournament, but no problem. You know, good competition. You know, we lost. And now you got to just come on and move on and try to win the next one. So definitely looking forward to tomorrow. It could be a long day, and we're hoping it's a long day because that means we're advancing pretty far if it's a long day. So we're definitely uh, looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, I wanted to give them a shout-out. And, uh, you know, let's go Hawks. So I just wanted to, you know, say that quickly. And uh, so now, obviously now we're going to get – I want to get into some NBA here, and if we get any more calls, we're going to take on uh, something's going on with the internet here. What the hell is going on with the internet here? Hold on one second. Just hang in there. Bear with me, people. Something's up here. I don't know what's going on here. But anyway, so I do want to get into the NBA. So I want to talk. Uh, obviously, the Kyrie Irving requesting a trade. So that's been big news in the NFL in the NBA. So, you know, where is he going to land is the big question. Nobody knows where Kyrie is going to land. So, you know, to me, you know, it's kind of weird. This whole trade, this whole thing asking for a trade is very weird. 
for Kyrie? You know, why would you want one? Why would you want to get away from LeBron? I mean, to me, that's weird in itself. Why anybody would want to get away from LeBron? So you look at his record without LeBron the last couple of years when he was on the team one for six, one for uh, one in seventeen. I mean, I don't know why you would want LeBron off your team at that point. But maybe he just wants to be the man. Maybe there's things going on behind the scenes we don't know about. Obviously, something's going on there. So now the rumor, LeBron's pissed. Everybody's pissed. LeBron's pissed. Irvin's pissed. LeBron's, Irvin's camp is pissed that LeBron leaked it. LeBron's pissed that Irvin requested a trade. Blah, 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 back and forth. First of all, Cleveland doesn't have to trade him. Cleveland holds the cards in this trade. But now let's just talk about if he doesn't get traded. Obviously, he'd offered supposedly Drogic. Winslow and a first or maybe two first rounders, which is a hefty offer. And I, you know, I don't know what they think. You know, you're not going to get much more than that. Obviously, Phoenix is interested. They want Josh Jackson. They think Phoenix don't want to trade Josh Jackson. The Knicks are one of the teams on his list, but the Knicks are only going to offer Carmelo and future first rounders. Don't think that's going to get it done. They're going to clearly want Porzingis in the deal, and the Knicks don't want to move Porzingis. Personally, I like Porzingis. I think he's a guy type of guy you, you work around. I don't think he's a franchise player, but he's definitely a guy you could, you know, but if you could trade Porzingis in a deal to get Irvin, you got it. Irvin, to me, is a, a, a potential franchise player. So, you know, I send it all along. The Knicks are going to root a day. They passed on Dennis Smith. This other point guard that they drafted from France, but talk over Porzingis, I doubt it. I don't think the Knicks are going to get him. I don't see the Knicks putting a package together to get him because I think teams could still beat most of the offers the Knicks could put together probably. Other teams, you got to figure there's going to be supposedly seven or eight teams already submitted offers and 20 teams called them. So you got to figure there's plenty of teams with plenty of assets to make a deal. I know the Clippers are involved. I know there's plenty of teams that can make a deal here. I think LeBron's probably pissed too at the timing because if this was done in the beginning of free agency – Cleveland probably could have got Chris Paul for him or something, and I'm sure LeBron would have been very happy if that happened. So I, I think that's kind of what, you know, I was talking about it with Sal, who calls in a lot, the NBA, our NBA guy, and uh, we were talking about Irvin, you know, did they call Oklahoma City and say, well, give, let's do something with Westbrook, knowing that, you know, can Westbrook walk? I don't think Oklahoma City would do that because I think Oklahoma City thinks Westbrook will stay. So I don't see that happening. But it's an interesting theory. What about Damian Williams with Portland? You know, something like that, you know. But those are interesting. Supposedly he wanted – LeBron wanted them to do something and get Bledsoe and Josh Jackson from Phoenix, which would be an interesting trade. But if you look around, obviously at Boston, there was rumors Boston would give Isaiah Thomas – they wanted, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Crowder, and maybe the Nets pick next year. Is that too much? Sal, obviously our basketball guy, Sal calls in a lot. He's a big Celtics fan, and he said – we were talking about it yesterday, and he said he would never give that much. It's too much. That, you know, how much of a difference is Irving and Thomas? And I think Irving's definitely better than Thomas. But, you know, is it worth the difference worth Crowder and the you know, potential top three pick next year is the question, right? So it's really going to be a question of who's willing to fork over what they want. And Cleveland's obviously going to look for a King's ransom. And Cleveland's in the driver's seat because – He's under contract for two years. He has a third-year option. So he's under contract for a while. So Cleveland doesn't have to trade him. So that's, let's make that clear. Cleveland does not have to trade Irvin. So now he clearly is unhappy. You kind of want to probably move on right now because you don't want this headache following the team. I would definitely agree to that. But, you know, it's to a point, like, this is why the NBA is, is 
is really in trouble right now to me. I mean, obviously, they're making a lot of money, so they're not in trouble for that aspect. But the fans, it's like you have everybody wants, you know, these guys are just dictating. Whatever happened to just honoring your contract and playing, man? Everybody, all these guys is just, I, want to, I don't want to be here. I want to leave. I want to leave. Get me out of here. I want to go play with this guy. I want to do this with this guy. Like, whatever happened to just playing for the team you're on and, and going for it? Like, I, you know, try to be competitive and try to beat the teams. I, but then I got to hear this other clown, uh, Durant. Oh, I, I just want him to be happy. Please, Durant. Why? But you weren't happy? You ran to the team that beat your team and, and won a championship? I mean, come on. You know, like, these guys, it, it's, these guys no longer want to beat each other. They just want to hang out with each other. It, it's pretty crazy. It's like the, the competition to me, it's just it's gone. Like, there ain't as much competition because everybody's going loading up on a few teams. All these guys want to play with each other. They don't, they're all friends. They don't want to beat each other. It's like, what's going on here? So, you know, I want to see where he ends up. He's obviously going to get traded. I'd be shocked if he didn't get traded now. I think he's definitely going to get traded now with all this going on. I would definitely think he's going to get dealt. You know, it's just a question now of where is he going. You know, like I, I don't, I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's gonna be on Cleveland. I, I don't think he's gonna go to the Knicks. I gotta be honest with you. I don't think the Knicks are getting him. I think uh, I think there's a really good chance he's gonna end up in the West. I would be shocked if they traded him in the East. I think he's definitely gonna go West. And you know, from there, who knows. But who knows who it could be? Can the Spurs pull? I know the Spurs are one of the teams on his list. Can the Spurs get him? I, mean, I guess they could. If they put the right package together, the Spurs could get him. There's no doubt about it. That's going to be interesting. I mean, well, can the Spurs really land him? What would they give? I mean, they're going to build a package around Aldridge? Because that's what it's probably going to take, right? So it's it's an interesting dynamic, and it really is. Like, who's going to put together the package, and are they going to be comfortable trading them to that team? To me, that's that's the key more than anything. I think they need to be comfortable trading them to the team, because I think that's the only way. That's the only way that they can try. That's why I don't see him going. East. I don't. You know, they're talking boy. He's not going to trade him to Boston. Now, Kyrie's from New York, so he probably wants to come to New York. Maybe the Knicks. Maybe the Nets. The Nets. The Nets didn't trade all their first rounders. The Nets would have had a shot at him. You know, so. You know, it, it'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see uh, where he ends up. I, you know, I personally don't think, I personally don't think he's going anywhere in the East. And if he does, it's going to be to a bottom feeding East team like the Knicks or the Nets or somebody like that or a team rebuilding. You know, we're talking about it. another interesting team is the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks have six first rounders in the next three three years, and they have Dennis Schroeder, who's, who's you know very good point guard. I mean, with, with the Hawks package, and they have good young talent. You know, they have Prince, they have Bemery. I mean, they're not going to trade Collins, and they just drafted who looks like a star, a, a potential star. But it's just it's interesting to say, like, will they actually, you know, will they actually move move him? So that that's the question. That's the question everybody's waiting for. And, uh, you know, let's see what happens. You know, let, let's Let's see if they're actually willing to pull the trigger. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to take a phone call right now. Hey, Mojo. What's going on? How's it going? 
Sorry, on? I couldn't call you, you earlier. I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to call you earlier. It's all right. I wanted to. I wanted to say yay to the Yankees in first place again. <laughs> it was just a week ago until you were panicking. I know. <laughs> I know. No. But yay! They've been playing you really tra- good. You see any trades coming for the Yankees? I don't know. I'm sure they have stuff lined up, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Like, when is the deadline? Isn't it, like, tomorrow or something? A Monday. Monday's the deadline. Oh, Monday. So, we'll see if they're willing to part with any of these young players that these teams want. That's going to really come down to if they're going to add a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they just add two pitchers? So, they just picked up two for the bullpen, right? Not pitches, bullpen. Yeah, right? bullpen. But they need a starter. Yeah. yeah, they need a starter bad. They need two starters. But, yeah. But, but you're not going to get two now. But at least if you can get one good one now, that's what they need, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, now they're they playing have, better. Yeah. Tanaka finally pitched a good game last night. Yeah, and CC the other night, even though, you know, he pitched, he pitched okay, CC. Like, he didn't want to come out that night. How about your boy, Brett Gardner? He's playing great baseball. Oh, my God. He's on fire. I'm telling you, I love Brett Gardner for the past, like, three, four years. He's clutch, man. He comes through. He got that triple in the bottom of the ninth and then the home run to win it in the 11th. He's just amazing. He's really good. I like him. I don't want them to get rid of him. He's he's, he's he's big. And he's been been getting a lot of clutch hits, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's big in that lineup. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just I'm really excited. I I can't wait. The game will be on soon. I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah, it's one o'clock. They start at one o'clock today. Yeah, I mean it's so close. They need these games, and they need to beat uh, Boston, like win the series. Cause they have a couple of series coming up with Boston also. They need to win yeah. those. You know. Those are those are gonna be big. Yeah. Those are gonna oh, be yeah. big series. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. At least they're starting to win again, you know. And wait a minute, Christine, you are the winner of the, the contest winner. today. It's Gary Sanchez. You want a Gary Sanchez rookie card? Okay, cool. I'll give it to you cool. when I see you. The Gary Gary Sanchez rookie card to Christine from Pinebush. Thanks. Cool. I'm sorry I can't. Um, be there tomorrow for my nephew. He has a game tomorrow, right? Yeah, big so tournament tomorrow. tomorrow. Three games. Potentially three games we got tomorrow. Yeah, I'm so sorry I won't be able to make it, but I just want to give him a shout-out and tell him he's going to do great. And and uh, I'm rooting for him. And, uh, you know, I hope he gives me a call and lets me know how he did because I know he's going to do great. I'm very proud well, of him. We'll call you. Yeah, we'll, I'll call you after the tournament. I'll let you know. I'm sure you'll see updates on Facebook until of what's going yeah, on during the yeah. tournament and stuff. So yeah, we're all excited. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully we could take it home. Then. Hopefully we could take home the championship tomorrow. Oh, let's hope. Yeah, same three as wins away. Got to win three games. I'm sure Little Stud will be doing his thing anyway. Either or, so That's I know it. he'll be doing his thing. 
It said yeah. he's ready to play. He's the always team will be ready. Play. The team's ready. Well, that's good. It'll I'm really be a lot of fun. When are you going away? I'm going away Monday morning early, okay. but tomorrow I have a, a shower, a baby shower out in Long Island, and so then I'm just going to stay out on, um, I'm going to stay at the airport tomorrow night. And just yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, right. I'm, looking forward to, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Tell him, you know, and Christine loves him, and I know he's going to be great. All right. I will. I'll definitely tell him. All he, right. he, he, pitched, he pitched the other night. He pitched good the other night. I know. So, I saw the picture. See the picture? Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing, that kid. He loves right, baseball. Well, He's obsessed. I know that. Well, with you as a father, how could he not? <laughs> That's true. So, but anyway, I'm, I'm rooting for him. And, All right. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely let you know how it goes. Tomorrow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hopefully Don't it's forget, gonna be a long okay? day tomorrow. That means we're winning. If it's a long day, that means we're winning. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll be um, I'll be thinking about you guys. Just um, you call and let me know how you did. All right. Or or text me or something if you remember. If you, you know if you can. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Sounds t- good. And tell the, and tell my little man that uh, I love him and I'm proud of him. All right. I will. Thank you. All right. You have All a right, good have show. A good one. Hey, this is number seventy, right? Yeah, seventieth show. Good for you. Great job, man. Right? Good for you. Going good strong. You. Going strong. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, I'll speak to you later. But good luck. Okay. Tomorrow. Thank you. Have a good one. Uh, you too. Have bye. a good, safe trip. I will. Bye. Right, bye. Christine from Pinebush calling in to talk to some Yankees, and she's the winner of the Gary Sanchez giveaway, the rookie card, Gary Sanchez rookie card. So congratulations, Christine, on uh, winning the rookie card. And uh, you know, I'll get you the card soon as I can, and uh, you know, enjoy it. As you know, it's good that a Yankee fan won it too. So it's only fitting that a Yankee fan won it. So, good job, Christine from Pinebush. And uh, so, as we wind down today's show, it was a great show. It's been action-packed. A lot of baseball today. We did some football. We got some football in there. We got some basketball, obviously. We're talking to Kyrie Irving stuff just now, and we'll see where he's going to land. And did the Knicks realistically have a shot at him? Like I said, I don't believe the Knicks do. But you never know, right? So, we'll see what happens there. And, uh, you know, Again, it, it, it's going to be a fluid situation with Kyrie Irving, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see if the Knicks could actually come, come to the table with a deal that's going to get it done. I don't see it happening again, but we'll see. And then, obviously, the big trade deadline is Monday in the, in the MLB. Keep an eye out on my Mojo Sports page for all updates. I'll be giving all the latest trades on my uh, Mojo link on Facebook on my Mojo page. So definitely follow if you haven't followed me already, follow it. And if y'all follow it, just keep an eye out and I'll as things happen, I'll be updating everybody on anything that's going on in the world. You know, in baseball world trades and, you know, even top rumors and the teams are asking for like I did yesterday with the Sonny Gray stuff and we had a lot of good back and forth commentary on it, which was pretty cool. And uh 
So definitely uh, keep an eye out for that and just keep watching the sh- listening to the show, uh, you know, 70th show. We're back now every Saturday at the same time again, 10 to 1. You know, we had some weeks there where we were doing different times, but now it's back to every Saturday, 10 to 1. So definitely, uh, you know, next week we'll be right back to this 10 to 1 slot and we'll be talking about all the trades that happen in the next two days. And we'll be talking about, you know, obviously the fallout for the Mets and the Yankees after these trades to see where they're at now and see who the Mets traded, who the Yankees added, and what potential prospects they traded. And, and we'll be going through all that. We'll also be talking about another week of football, another week closer to the season. We'll be talking about the NFL. And uh, we'll be talking about, obviously, some NBA. We'll see if uh, we'll see if the big trade happens in the next week, Kyrie Irving. I don't think anything's going to happen that soon, but we'll definitely be keeping an eye on Kyrie Irving. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as we approach this, you know, the tr- get past this trade deadline, it's now the dog days of summer. So now it's like, you know, August, that, that's what it's called, the dog days of, of summer. So we'll see what happens there. You know, obviously, get through this trade. Like I said, we'll get through this trade deadline, and then we'll see. Then the pennant races take full. You know, you can still make trades. There's still the waiver deadline deals, but certain guys can get claimed and not get to waivers. This is the non-waiver trade deadline where anybody can get traded anywhere, so nobody could stop it. So it's going to be uh, an interesting next couple, next 48 hours for sure. It's going to be very interesting, and uh, yeah. And obviously, everybody here in New York guys are on the Mets and the Yankees to see what they're going to do. So, and, uh, you know, that's it. You know, we're going to close to the show. And, uh, you know, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna have some fun. I'm going to give away. I'm going to do another giveaway, actually. I'm going to have some fun right now. I'm going to give away. Let me see. What do I want to give away now? Let me see what I could give away. I'm going to give away let's see. Now, hold on, let me take this call right now before I go to the uh, There's one more call. Hello, you're on the Mojo Sports Show. Mr. Mojo. Yes. Adam from Manhattan. What's going on, Adam? I thought that was you. What's going on? It's been a while. It's been a while. I hope you I liked my. Uh, oh, I hope you liked my shout out, my my birthday shout out. Thank you. I appreciate it. Listen, I wanted to call in. I got to give the people what they want. I know they've been missing me. They're tired of listening to Padman. That's it. They they really are. They're tired of listening to the Padman, and uh, you know, it's the guy that doesn't let anyone else talk. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's getting to the point where Padman, you know, Padman don't let other people talk. Now we're having some fun with him. But Padman is, uh, Padman was on earlier with uh, with Doctor A. They were talking some Mets trades and stuff like that. But yeah, no, listen, the people wanted to hear from you because you know Padman's down here taking shots at you, and you know. I gotta give the people what they want. I'm a man of the, the people what they want. Listen, I think, you know, talking about Mets, you know, quickly, uh, you know, everyone's expecting Alderson to zag. Meanwhile, he's out there zigging. It's unbelievable. I thought that what he did was, was fantastic. You get, you know, a, a very good reliever, you know, for next season. You know, the Mets were out of it this year, but you get a guy under control. They gave away, sure, 
you know, I guess better prospects, but they're low class A. They're very far away from the majors. I think it's a good move. Yeah, to no, get him ready it for next them, year. It helps them for next year, and and you know, it puts them in position now. But they, you know, they can go into next year with Ramos, Familiar, and Blevins as three guys in the bullpen. So that's a nice way to start. You figure Reed's not going to be. And they're high on that young kid, Paul Stewart, too. You know. Yeah, yeah, Seawold, right? Yeah. And maybe this kid they got from Duda turns into something, right? Yeah, and so look, now you go out, you 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 hopefully make some more trades, you start to accumulate um, some prospects, and then we'll see. You know, you, you call up Smith, Rosario, they make a few moves in the offseason, healthy pitching next year, and they're right back there, you know, right back in the conversation to compete. So I have no problem with the move that he did. I thought it was great. Yeah, I think I think now you got to make the move and move, you know, like you said, move the Granderson. You know, if you can get some Bruce, nobody seems to want Bruce. I wouldn't just give Bruce for somebody for nothing. You might as well just hold him then, for that matter. But I would trade Granderson, Cabrera, get rid of these guys. If you can get something for Walker, you know, obviously Reed is a good chip. Obviously, teams are interested in Reed, so they should be able to get something decent for Reed, and that and then move on, right? I mean, call up Smith and Rosario, and let's go. Let's see what we got with them, and let's go, right, for the rest of the year. Yeah. And so we'll start building for 2018. Well, I'm just, you know, unfortunately, I'm just this season's kind of washed. So. I just gave away, you know, I gave away a Sanchez rookie card, a Gary Sanchez rookie, and I was just about to give away a Conforto rookie, so I knew you called in. So you're winning, you are the winner of the Conforto rookie, Michael oh, Conforto wow. rookie card. Cool. So now I have that. Well, that I'll give that to you when I see you. That and my Doc Gooden rookie card, courtesy of Mr. Mojo. That's it. Michael Conforto rookie card. And, you know, probably Padman's probably turning over in his car right now listening to it. But, hey, Adam, Adam won the Conforto rookie, and Adam came back after you, Padman. He's not laying down right now. That's it. I got to give the people <laughs> what they want. So wait, the I people heard wanted it. They were asking, where's Adam? I heard you were talking a little bit about the CTE studies before and some, some football uh, training camp conversations. Yeah. What do you think of the fact of no, the contract I, situation? Who owns with so Beckham? Yeah. I, did you see earlier? So in the first 11-on-11 set today, 50-yard touchdown pass to Beckham. Yeah, well, you know he's going to put up – you know he's going to do what he's got to do, right? Well, you saw what Mara said. He's not a matter of if; it's just a matter of when, and they're going to pay him. You know, just the, the, they're working on it, and I think they'll get him. They'll get him extended before his, his contract expires. So they're they're going to do right yeah. by him. Yeah, you would definitely. He'd be think. foolish to hold that... out. You know, he's he's going to get paid. Everyone knows that he's a special talent. And he's still got two years, right? So the same as last year. So yeah, it's really not the yeah. time. It's not the time to hold and... out now, anyway. Yeah, he's not going to hold that. I I think honestly, before the season ends, he'll be extended. Yeah, I agree. Unless the only thing way he's not going to get paid is if he gets like injured this year or does something stupid off the field. That's the only thing that's going to stop it. Yeah, you know that would scare the Giants away. Hey, what do you also think about Kyrie Irving? What do you think about that? The rumors. So I, there was a, an article that the Post put out yesterday saying that a credible source was told by Kyrie Irving 
or by Kyrie's agent that the Knicks are his first choice and that he wants to come to New York. So if if I'm the Knicks, I'm doing whatever I can to to get him on my team. You know, Carmelo, the you know Frank the Tank that they just drafted, and two future first round picks. Just get it done. Now, would you would you trade Porzingis in the deal again no. if you had to? No, I would. Well, why would you trade Porzingis? The whole the whole point of this would be to pair Kyrie with Porzingis and have you you know you have your your future the future of your franchise and you build around the two of them together. It's like if you yeah. trade Porzingis for Kyrie, it's like one step forward, two steps back. Like I don't I don't see the you know what what's the the incentive to do that. I think yeah, if, no, if I'm guess. Cleveland, if I'm Cleveland, right, their their organization is as almost a, as large of a mess as the Knicks are. So there's a good chance Braun leaves again, right, after this upcoming season. So if you yeah. trade, yeah, if you pair Melo with LeBron right now, um, with the you know, and take Kyrie out of the picture, they still, you know, they're a very good talented team. And then with Rose, you know, LeBron gets the best out of all these players. They'll have a They've shot. still got love. They still got their bench. Uh, you know. So there was I, also a rumor they would maybe trade in love for uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Is a rumor though. I don't know if that helps them. I really don't. Well, I think Aldridge is tougher. He's definitely a tougher player than. Uh... Yeah. He says up everybody. We're coming up on one o'clock. We're probably gonna go a few minutes over one o'clock to hang in there. I'm talking to Adam from Manhattan. Talking NBA right now, but yeah, you know, it's a question if, if you know, how far are they willing to accept the package of Carmelo, Frank the Tank, and a couple of first rounders? That's the question, right? Between yeah. Way. So we'll see. I mean, look, my, if I'm the Knicks, I'm I'm doing whatever I can to get him on my team. Yeah. Well, listen, if he if he wants to come there, there's no reason not to. You know. And look, the whole thing, you know, I know some Knicks fans are, are hesitant about trading future first round picks, but they have to understand that, you know when the Knicks were doing that in like the early 2000s and, you know, um, putting the future, you know, on the line for the, you know, getting these players back, they were getting back shitty players and their, you know, first round picks held a lot of value. If you get a Kyrie to pair with Porzingis, the Knicks are going to be good again, you know, instantly. And then yeah. they'll build it on the two of them. So, that, you know, you're talking about late round, for, you know, late, late first round picks. They're not as valuable. So I'm I'm totally yeah, fine with Kyrie doing that. Franchise player, you know, Kyrie's a future franchise. You know, he's a franchise player. I was talking to yeah. Sal about this yesterday, and Sal, Sal don't think he's that like a franchise player. He don't think he oh, should give I as mean, much as. No, I honestly, I think Kyrie Irving is the best point guard in the NBA. I really I don't know. Do. I don't know if he's the best, but he's definitely top five. I don't think he's the best, but he's top. Five. Who would you rather no have? Doubt. You'd rather have who? Well, we were talking yesterday, so Don Wall? I mean, Westbrook. 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 Obviously. Yeah, but like, is Westbrook really like a point guard? Oh yeah, yeah, he's a point guard. I mean, by definition, right? But yeah, but let's yeah, just take Westbrook like out a... of it because Westbrook, Westbrook's arguably a top three player in the whole league. So let's just even take Westbrook out of it. But like, other than yeah. Westbrook. You know, Wall, I guess you would say Wall is a guy you can compare him to, right? But he's a better scorer than Wall. Wall's probably a better facilitator, right? 
you know, yeah. Chris Paul, obviously, but Paul's getting up there in age now. He's old. He's older already. You know, Damian Lillard is another guy, right? Yeah, but I'd rather have Kyrie. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely top three or four, you could say, without a doubt. Yeah. But I, I agree. I, I was disagreeing with Sal. I think Kyrie is a franchise player. So I, I think, you know, if you, if you could get Kyrie, you definitely do it, you know, without a doubt. I mean, if you could somehow yeah. send, send uh, Carmelo Anthony in a couple of first rounders into Kyrie Irving, I mean, that would be awesome for the next. Yeah. So, so we'll see. I guess time will tell. You know, time, time will tell. Time will kind of off this Cleveland get from other teams, right? Yeah. You know, if somebody willing to give them a king's ransom, then that's going to be a different story. So we'll say, all right. I, you know, I, uh, I just, I only had a few minutes, but I wanted to call in. It's been a while. Well, thanks. Um, I appreciate it. You know, good to hear from you. Congratulations. Have a good rest of the weekend. Portal rookie. Thank you, and uh, enjoy, enjoy the, the show as always. Thank you. Definitely. Keep, keep Definitely. doing what you, you do, Mojo. I'll talk to you. Thank you, man. All right, man. Have a good one. Adam from Manhattan calling in. Nice little call at the end there. Surprise. It was good to hear from him. We'll, we'll take a little shot back at Padman, a little rivalry they have online here. It's, it's always great. And he won the Conforto rookie card. So good job for Adam there. And, uh, again, shout out to him as it's his birthday yesterday. So I hope you had a good day. And uh, thanks for calling and good talk on baseball and basketball and a little football with him. So always good to hear from him. So, all right, we're past 1 o'clock. It's a show. That's it, that's it for the show. And, uh, you know, thanks, everybody, calling in, listening. We had a couple of giveaways, the Sanchez rookie to Christine from Pinebush, the Conforto rookie to Adam from Manhattan. So good job, guys. We had a lot of callers today, a lot of talk. We did a lot of baseball. We did some football. We did some basketball. We even had a nutty caller call in twice say some stupid stuff with on the air, which, you know, to me was a little funny. I hung up on him the second time because he was like, all right, now you're a loser. But, uh, you know, Magic Mike didn't like it. But, but you know, whatever. All in all, it was a great show today, and thanks, everybody, for listening. And, again, keep an eye out on the Mojo page for all the trades in the next 48 hours. It's going to be a frenzy in MLB baseball. So thanks again. Everybody enjoy your weekend. And, again, tomorrow, let's go Hazlitt Hawks. It's a seven-year travel team trying to take – the USABL Summer Championship. I'm looking forward to it. We're excited, and hopefully we're going to bring it home, and I'll get to talk about it next week on the show. So everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend, and speak to you next week.